Welcome back, everybody, to Live and Less Dice. I am your Dungeon Master, Cody J. Hay, joined by my wonderful friends, uh, playing Ozal the Wise, the Oxfather himself, Zachary. Yo. Our shining co-host, Dean the Dream Martin, playing Burn. What up? Of course, the mysterious Maximus, playing Marius Rodari. Good evening, and happy new year to you all. Your shadowy thief in disguise, who's an elf who has all kinds of issues, but we love him anyways, Tears Nightthorn. What up? And of course, the warlock herself, flying high in the skies, Stolos. What's up, everyone? Uh, yeah, so when we last left off, a little recap super quick, uh, we were fighting witches, um, got into all kinds of crazy hijinks with uh, Tyrus taking off into the um, night shuttle, essentially, going to Strahd's castle, and Stolas was able to fly in and stop him, um, and we're back in combat. We'll lead off with that here in just a sec. Uh, I have the results of our polls, Zach. Would you mind sharing my shared screen, if you don't mind? Uh, so thanks to, to the 70 of you guys that voted. Uh, I put out a Bane poll, uh, something a little bit different. Uh, it, what essentially we did was, well, how can we balance the scales from all the good that has happened, being that this is a dark campaign? Um, all kinds of different options on the screen. I'll let you read through there. But it looks like the Loot Goblin one, he will pop up at some point when it's a little bit more appropriate. So I'll keep that in my back pocket for now. But other than that, roll the intro. Hear ye. And get ye hype, for tonight's harrowing adventure takes place in the accursed land of Strahd. But fret ye not, though, as our tale is sure to have moments of levity, provided by our all-star role players, and led by our story dungeon master, Cody J. Hay. Truly, from the bottom of all our hearts, we thank you for tuning in to Live and Let's Dice. Oh, friend of the show, Devin Silva. All right. Um, one request before we jump into the sponsor here. Um, what was the Loot Goblin? So what my idea was is for players, I wanted to give them a chance to attain something mythical and mysterious as a magic item that was way outside the norm of what you normally could get. And, and I was like, well, what's something hard they can do that is both, you know, challenging yet very rewarding. So I took the idea from Diablo, the little loot goblins that just, you know, appear randomly when you're doing something else uh, and give it to my players. And essentially what it does is it transports them to a hellscape where they have a chance to fight their way through, um, you know, kind of whatever is in there. I won't spoil that. Uh, and potentially earn some sort of mythic level item. Um, for those who die in the dungeon, it's not a permanent death. Um, I mean, they, they can take it as a permanent death if they want to reroll a character, or they can take a stat deduction to come back to life as kind of a penalty for failing. And those that win get a massive reward. All right. Uh, Dean or Zach, do we have a sponsorship tonight? Yeah, tonight's episode is sponsored by Watto Scrapyard. They make the best 3D printed parts for your Kenner and Hasbro vehicles, as well as dozens of head sculpts for any uh, Star Wars character, any character you really want. So you can make an Oz All the Wise head sculpt or Burn Dawnbringer head sculpt. Uh, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram and eBay at Watto Scrapyard. 
or by clicking the link in the comments. Big shout out to Wado Scrapyard. Awesome. Big fan of Wado's. All right, guys. We're jumping right back into it. Marius Radari, I believe it is your turn, my good sir. That it is. So, as we're standing here in this quiet area, we've taken care of the pile of rats that was swarmed. Uh, I, I look over to the uh, cage that this child is in. I'd like to attempt to break it, smash it open. Yeah, um, just to describe the cage a little more, these are more like a, imagine you put an animal, a, a child in an animal cage. Uh, it's kind of this banded iron kind of woven together like a dog crate, if you've ever seen one of those in our modern day. Um, you, what you would be aiming for more or less is the lock. You think that just smashing the crate itself potentially could cause harm to the child? Um, or you could pick the lock if you wanted to. Uh, it's kind of up to you, though. I'd, I'd like to attempt to smash the lock. Yes, sir. Go ahead and roll it. We're looking for DC-10. Uh, am I attempting to just do a longsword strike, then? Uh, that's up to you. You can try and like use your boot if you want. Uh, you could leverage it out with your longsword if you want to use a tool like uh, acrobatics just to kind of pop the lock off, almost like using your sword as a crowbar. You could just make an attack against it. It's all on you, my man. I'll I'll use my bonus action then to uh, bring the spiritual weapon over to attempt to oh. strike the the lock. Perfect. Yeah. A seventeen to hit with yeah. hit for force damage. That's perfect. Uh, your sword, shoom, spiritual in nature, cleaves right through the lock, and the hinge ear, opens. As this small child inside, uh, who is just thick with candy, uh, just stares up at you. You can see the, their glazed-over eyes, almost as if they, uh, some sort of euphoria gained from eating this candy. Uh, yeah. What else would you like to do? I'd like to grab their hand and then try and get them out of this place. Yeah, go ahead and give me persuasion. Uh, I'll just kind of gesture my hand out as no sound can come out in this silenced zone. Uh, we'll see. Uh, 22 on my persuasion. Oh yeah, this child takes your hand and mumbles something at you that you don't fully understand. Alright, so then I will begin to head downstairs. Perfect. Uh, big shout out to the chat coming here. Uh, looks like we have bad fish as always. Um, oh man, I'm gonna butcher this. I got it. Oh, go ahead, Mark. Oh, oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. Uh, we got I DK know. Avenger in the chat. Twin Mafia Tukatri is the sub gentleman. Brenton <laughs> here for again. some great D&D &D action. Been looking forward to this. Mark Pearson, love the pageantry. We also have uh, bad fish saying, just want to drop in and say hello. I'll need to watch the replay later. He also is loving the content so far from this show. We also have Joey Dahl and uh, I think that's it so far. So thank you guys for tuning in to Live and Let Dice. Yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, will I move at half speed, dragging the child along with me? No, I don't think so. I mean, you could literally just sling it over your shoulder as long as you're not holding your shield and essentially take this, you know, baby porker out and down to wherever you so choose. <laughs> All right. Well, then I will move 30 feet uh, down. Uh, I believe that would probably get me 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 to there. Yeah. 
And then at the end of my turn, the Twilight Sanctuary that I have will uh, provide seven hit points for the child and eight hit points for myself. Perfect. Do you want to move your sword as well? Uh, I, I did that as part of the bonus action. So it, it will have to follow me on the next turn. You got it. Okay. Stolas, you are flying high in the sky. I am, and I have been dreaming of taking care of this hag for the longest time. What has it been, like two or three weeks now? <laughs> yeah, and again, a big apology. It's been like over we a month. <laughs> some scheduling issues with the holidays coming up, but we're, we're happy to be back, and we'll be back every other week from here on out. Um, dynamic audio. Well, if my math is correct, or if I remember correctly, she's almost done for. Yeah, she's she's hurting real bad. Which is lovely. Because I've been itching to use Hunger of the Chosen on her. <laughs> All Chris's break. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm going to land next to the hag and Stolas in his biting, biting his time since before we took off for the break. <laughs> He's going to use my new skill, which I think I've only used once before, Hunger of the Chosen, to consume the hag in front of her mother. And do you want to read the, the flavor text on what that is, if you don't mind, Stolas, for our oh, audience? Oh, yeah. I would love to read that. Let me click the little... Where are you? Here it is. All right. Hunger of the Chosen. Once per day, as an action, you choose a medium or smaller living creature, ask DM if you have questions, that you can see within range, 10 feet, that has uh, 10 or less remaining hit points. And I believe she has one. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Once chosen, the ruby star talisman opens a small portal to the far realm, bursting forth from the portal are undulating, slimy, spiked ruby tentacles that entangle the creature, dragging it into the far realm to be devoured by Hadar. <laughs> yes. Using this power gains me favor with my patron and grants me temporary hit points equal to that of the consumed tar target. So, <laughs> not much, but I'm just here for the feels, man. I don't care about Dude, that. It's, it's great. What an awesome talent. Yeah, so I'm going to fly down next to her since I am, you know, kind of far away. Uh, and commence with the consumption here. Do you say anything to her as you land? Oh god, I wish I had thought of a witty line. That's okay. But no, Silas is just hungry. And he's going to take care of her. Okay. Yeah, you... Murmur the incantation uh, as your uh, little charm on your antler that looks like the four-pointed star with the eye in it opens up. These ruby tentacles extend as the hag screams, realizing what is happening, that she is not only not long for this world, but she is going to be devoured by the, one of the great old ones. Uh, <laughs> everything on her is consumed uh, as this wet, dragging 
notion goes away. Ozol, you are in full view of this as Stolas's eyes begin to burn this crimson red. You can see this ray of light from the heavens descend onto her figure, basking her, you know, kind of alabaster white wings into this blood red color as these tentacles extend from um, their antler, pulling this hag in, killing it. Great work, How do you react? Uh, <laughs> I, I, think, I think the bigger concern is that we just killed the witch, which is great. I will, um, I guess can I roll maybe like a free Arcana roll or? Oh, uh, you, you. This is pretty obvious. I, I'll give this one to you for free, just based on you being old and being a storyteller. You have seen this red point of light following you through the night sky, or I should say fixed in the night sky wherever you go, uh, especially when Stolas is around. Mm -hmm. But what has happened is magic on a level that is rare in this universe, especially for Curse of Strahd. Um, so yeah, and it's terrifying. You can see the ruby tendrils, you realize... You know, I, I'll allow you to roll history or arcana if you'd like to, to know more about Hadar. But whatever has happened has come from Dini's charm. Yeah, arcana, 19, 19 from yeah. Ozol. You, you realize right away, as her warlock, her patronage, um, her patron has just granted almost some sort of form of grotesque divine intervention on her behalf. Well done, Stolas. And yeah, Stolas says it's dragged back in. The light fades, your eyes fade, the point in the star grows brighter uh, as you have fed another soul to Hadar. Yes. <laughs> so satisfying. I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, anything else you'd like to do, Stolas? That was your action. You can still move, I believe, although you did fly down 30 feet and have landed. Yeah, I, I guess I'll move as close as I can over to Ozol in order to confront the next witch, so. Okay. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. And then your spear is that little pink line on the ground, just as a heads up. Sweet. I'll retrieve that shortly. Okay. Big bad burn. You are upstairs. There is, in front of you, uh, just for a recap, um, Marius' a sword kind of hanging with uh, his divine light of the Night Mother, this red color. Yeah. Uh, there's unfortunately another cage where a child was devoured, uh, unfortunately, by rats that you guys were able to kill. Ew. Would you like to proceed, buddy? Yeah. Yes, very much so. Um, didn't somebody jump out of the window or the wall in here? Yeah, I got pretty creative with the hags, not to brag, but yeah, I used you know, their climb abilities, and there's no windows on this level, but if you go down one level, there's four windows you could choose okay. to jump out of. Should you want to. How, how high am I? Oh, man. Uh, I want to say each section of the windmill is like 15 feet, so you're 30, 45, like almost 50 feet in the air. Okay, so I would the top currently. With my bigger size, is that like a problem? Like if I jump out here, or... Uh, like I said, you'll have to go down a level, which is the, you know, 15 feet, so it's going to bring you closer to 30. Uh, yeah, you but I incur... a wall. Oh, you can. You definitely could try to hero pose if you want to and <laughs> jump out the window and, you know, three-point land. It'll cost you some health, probably, depending on your check, but actually not probably. It will cost you some health. Okay, I'll, let me uh, just somewhere run. Somewhere in the neighborhood of, like... No, yeah, I'll, just run, I'll just run down a level. 
Marius isn't in here. 15, 20, you go down one level. Uh, that's 20 feet of movement to get next to Marius there. Okay, Marius was below me. Okay. Marius. Yep, you could try and move 10 more feet down the stairs if you wanted to, or, you know, out the window where Miss is looking right now, and that puts you right down near Stolas and Ozal. Well, I'd be and, okay and jumping from scaffolding. Here. Yeah, it's it's about one d six per five feet. Um, so you know you're talking five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty five, thirty, somewhere in the neighborhood of sixty six damage, depending on how well you land that athletics check. There is God also damn. scaffolding. I could you could uh, try and like run out on the scaffolding that's kind of ruined out there and try and drop another level to the scaffolding instead of jumping all the way down out the windmill. Yeah, let me get on the scaffolding, because if I go down a level, there's that green vial down there. There is. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. you're able to use your movement, and I give you a free action just to you know throw your hand through the window as you step out on the scaffolding. You see your friends down below you, uh, Stolas, uh, Ozal. You can see Morganta, who's approaching from the south. Uh, who kind of looks up at you, anger in her eyes as her, you know, pie cart is tipped over and she's got her wand out. Ew. Um, <laughs> okay, I guess that's kind of, I'm, I'm done for, for that movement. Um, what else? You have an attack or use your main action. You've just used movement. So if you wanted to, you could dash for an additional or make another movement within the neighborhood of 30 feet if you wanted to. Okay, yeah, let me Which involve you, like, yeah. Yeah, um, I just want to get on the ground. Because I've been fucking okay. chasing everybody up and down <laughs> the stairs. And every time I get somewhere, it the action moves to where I'm not. So I need to get down. I tell you what, give me an attack roll against the scaffolding under you. We'll do something cool here. An attack roll? Yes, sir. Uh, with my... Uh, uh, my sword? Yep, with your horse cutter, I believe, which was out last. Your big old great sword. Okay. Oh, I need to select my character first, right? Nope, you got it. Nine, uh, yeah, that's perfect. You are able to basically just thrust your sword uh, in between the scaffolding and the um, stone walls of this windmill. And the scaffolding easily breaks loose. I was looking for like DC five. You did more than enough damage. Thirteen slashing damage uh, on a nine to hit is more than enough. You cut out the scaffolding, and you brace yourself. Now give me an athletics check if you please don't mind. Okay, athletics is. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Twelve. You do that cool thing where you like put your hand on the wall with the horse cutter as you slide down, cutting oh, part of the yeah. outside of the windmill with you. You land nice. safely on the lower scaffolding and uh, it doesn't give way under your weight. You're approximately 15 feet. If you want to jump from here, you're not, I mean, you'll take maybe 1d6 of damage if you really fail your athletics check. So one more. All right, let me do that. One more athletics check? Yes, sir. 24. Oh, dude. <laughs> in your full plate, it is no match for your Goliath nature as you three-point land, sword in hand, <laughs> next to Stolos. Stolos, I'm here. Whoa. Yeah, you're here, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, there's this, this crater as the dust settles from where Burn has landed, standing up, his armor gleaming. 
covered in just different kinds of gore from the you know nasty puddle he had to walk through and the rats and everything else that's upstairs dust uh, suddenly against his helmet. That and was that, the most I believe, is your thing turn. That has ever ever happened. That was beautiful. Burn is so epic. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Is it my turn now? Ozol, it is your turn, my friend. Okay, first things I'm going to do is move the snake down uh, from the third most floor to the third floor and then have it fly out the window to be behind Stolas if possible. Yeah, no problem. That's 60 feet of flying. Perfect. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, And then let me look at Dragon's Breath here. Let's see, I gotta get my measurements. Okay, so I'm gonna move one, two. That should be enough to cast Dragon's Breath. Or to uh, to use Dragon's Breath, rather. Yep, 15 feet cone of lightning energy from Dragon's Breath coming at Morgantha. And that will be uh, DC 16 save. For ten damage. I'm sorry. Was that dexterity save? Uh, yeah, but dexterity save. Of she DC does not 16. save. Okay, so you take ten lightning damage. <laughs> and then, so I move five, ten. Let's see. Thirty feet is the normal movement, right? Uh, yes, for standard people, but I don't know with your race if you have any different movement or not. Um, I don't think so with the I snake race. for that. No, it's okay. I don't think so. Uh, and oh, then I'm for Gyre still snake. Move the remainder of my movement snake. to get snake. sort of ish <laughs> behind burn, and that okay. will be the. Um, actually, let me just do another measurement. Yeah, I'm gonna do the uh, telepathic feat to push. Morgantha back just a little bit. You got it. Uh, so let me just look up what you need to roll. Five. Okay, so you need to roll. <laughs> Marius Rodari said, sleep those bitches. Oh, it's telekinetic, sorry. It should be uh, under your player sheet, I want to say. Yeah, I looked, but I couldn't find it. I'm going to look again in a second. So it's uh, strength saving throw, DC8 plus... You said under character sheet where? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm pulling oh, this I see, up right, right now. Okay. No, it's not letting me click it. DC8 plus your proficiency bonus plus ability modifier. There we go. So you can move things with your mind... Um, you can cast the Mayhem Cantrip without verbal or somatic components. As a bonus action, you can try to telekinetically shove one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. When you do so, the target must succeed on a strength saving throw DC8 plus proficiency bonus plus ability modifier. So, so it was what wisdom, so it's 8 plus proficiency plus your wisdom modifier. Yep. So because that was the score you increased. Proficiency bonus is 2. Plus my strength modifier is minus one, right? 
The the modifier you adjusted with picking up the telekinetic feat. Yeah. So eight oh, okay, it's plus three. It's plus three. Plus wisdom. Plus three. Yep. Plus okay. three. Sorry. So thirteen. Which comes out to thirteen. And that's a strength yep. save. Yep. I had that on my sheet. I'm sorry. That's okay. No worries, man. It's only it's been a month since we've played. I don't expect perfection. Yeah. That's a nineteen, buddy. Okay. So you succeed on that one. She stands in place, her wand in hand, as your telekinetic feet hits, it just kind of ripples off of her as she cackles. Bitch. Anything okay. else you'd like to do? That would be the end of my turn. Okay. Appearing... Um, oh, i got to change layers here. Appearing right above your spear, Stolos, is Bella. The other... Hey. Bella? Hag. Oh, I forgot about her. She picks it up, looking at it, with this kind of grotesque smile, and then fades back into the darkness. Damn it, Burn, you were supposed to grab it for me! What? <laughs> you didn't say anything of the sort! Yeah, I said to look after it! <laughs> now she has my spear! I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. Info. 10, Dude, 15, what the 20, hell? 25, 30. Wait, what was uh, the spear? laughter. <laughs> it was Dini's special spear from Strahd. Where, where was it? It was the Rift Breaker. It was here in this yep. location. The purple line. Oh. Morgantha holds up a hand to, to the four of you, or three of you, and familiar over there and she speaks she says you have with her voice you have killed one of my daughters cease fire I will give you one chance to leave unharmed and unhindered but if you stay I will kill all of you she points to you burn and she says what say you giant I have no quarrel with you hag she nods. Bird? Still lost. Alright. Uh. <laughs> well, first of all, I want my spear back. <laughs> she smiles and she said, that can be negotiated if you are willing to come to terms. And what terms are those? You leave me in peace. You see me in public, you leave me in peace. And if you come back to the windmill, you die. Okay, uh, just as a, a bit of background information, because I don't remember, I didn't see those kids up there, did I? I, I don't, don't remember. believe so. Yeah, I don't think so. so. You, you did it like a flyby. Um, and Tyrus initially is the one who was able to climb up the outside of it, get inside on the third floor. Uh, we had some unfortunate hijinks on my end of messing up where Tyrus was versus, you know, hags attacking and things. Uh, and he's the one that found the kids, I believe. So no, I don't necessarily know that you know a lot about the kids. You kind of were on the outside fighting, more or less. And the very top level is the top of the windmill with no windows. Okay. Well... If everyone else agrees to this, I don't have any reason leaving here. 
Uh, she nods to you. What say you, wizard? Ozal. And what terms might you have to return Stolas's spear? When I know that you have left, I will have it delivered to you. Very well. We have no quarrel with you, Morgantha. No quarrel. You just come to my home, break the door down as she gestures towards the door, and start slaughtering my daughters. Your daughters attacked us first. You are not here for the beginning of this confrontation. She shrugs. She pulls out a black crystal uh, in a book and begins to draw something in the air in front of her, uh, preparing to cast a spell. And she says, fine. Regain your compatriots and leave. Very well. Tyrus, I will you heard none of that. Yeah, I'll send the snake back up, I guess. <laughs> to go and rally you the You can troops. do that on your turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, wench. <laughs> Tyrus, what would you like to do? Uh, I didn't hear any of that. <sighs> no, sir. If you were in the zone of silence, which for those of you watching, those are those red circles over there. Uh, Marius Rodari was able to cast several silence spells uh, on the towers. So the upper levels are silenced. Uh, is it f- feasible for me to see their body language and figure out, like, why was those all not attacked? Like, why did they stop fighting? So from where you are at, you are actually on the inside of the tower, it looks like. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on... in the window the left side. Yeah, uh, why don't you give me... Let's go perception. Uh, I don't know... I mean, make a case for me. Let's say that, actually. If you were inside, were you more focusing on what's happening inside or outside? No, I was actually shooting at, uh, from arrows from the window over there. Oh, perfect. So what I'm gonna do is I'm actually gonna move you five feet out onto the scaffolding, just as an assumption. And yes, you would have seen her kind of you know, burn drop. You're reading a shot from around the corner. She holds a hand up and be, like points at each of them in turn, and they begin to converse, even though you can't hear what they're saying. Right. So they've stopped. So, uh, I mean, you could do some cool like ninja shit and like jump down since you have second story work with the scaffolding if you <laughs> wanted to, or you could shoot an arrow. I mean, you're, you're online. Okay, so Let's here's see. what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna actually. Uh, uh, oh, I forgot. I forgot my voice. Uh, I'm gonna come down to the ground and get and move. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, move this. Move to here, so I'm out of this zone of silence. Okay, so you're coming and, all the way down the tower then. Yeah. Perfect. I don't know how yeah, high I'm. Yeah, it's only 30. Yeah, because I can uh, It's only 30 feet for you. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Or no, I'm sorry, 45 feet. Um, so you used half of your movement, right? No, a right. little more than half uh, to get more, down. Yeah. yeah. And you were okay. able to. I can still go uh, 25 feet, yeah? Land here. Yep. Okay. Oh, 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 I see. I see. Okay. Okay. So you can move somewhere into this neighborhood. So now that I'm here, I shout out to uh, Stolas, what's going on? 
Am the I hag, still, am I still, am the I hag still wants to strike a deal. What's the deal? That we leave. Immediately. What about the children that she was eating inside? That she fed, she killed kids. She's killed. There's a kid in that tower with, with Marius. What? She killed children. They're eating children. Those pies are made of children's flesh. Morgan, Those delicious smiles. pies? <laughs> yes, Burn. <laughs> you ate a child. I ate a child. We're going to let her get away with it. Ozal, what the hell, man? That does change some things. <coughs> so... <laughs> Are there any kids up up in the tower? Yes, Marius has one with him. One, They had two in cages. One died in the, in the battle. They unleashed rats on us and killed the kid. And now Marius has one he's coming down the tower with now. But that witch is going to capture more and kill more of them. We have to stop her. All right, what's everyone. Say? What are we, what, what we going to do? <laughs> what say you, Burn? I mean, the kids were good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and I, I have your property. <laughs> She says, pointing towards the bird. I don't think we're ready for this fight. I agree. So we let them continue killing children. Perfect. All right, I stand down. No. We let them win the battle, but the war is not over. Okay. I don't attack. <laughs> Morgantha, we should like to take the other child with us. It is no matter to me. Children are abundance here. <laughs> she laughs. You evil, stinking witch! Hold your tongue, giant! She points her wand at you. Lest you forget, I still have spells. Shut up. <laughs> Where's Marius? Burn, roll me, roll me a d20, Burn. Me? Yeah. Oh, no, no. What did I do? Uh, one d20. Here we go. It's a fifteen. <sighs> okay. Um. Let's hmm. see. Five, ten. 20. I don't like that she, at all. She raises her wand a little more and she said, I'll give you one chance to apologize, giant. Last favor for you. Forgive me your wenchness. Burn. <laughs> You're letting me down. What about a kiss? Oh, no. That other chick's going to get jealous. <laughs> I have a helmet on and it's a whole thing to take it off. <laughs> she says, that's, that's in my country. That's how we show true forgiveness. What country is that? She gestures around to you. Barovia, of course. 
Oh. Well. Maybe I'm just a little sorry. <laughs> uh, Tiris, anything else you'd like to do? Uh, no, I'm just waiting to see. Uh, I, I stopped attacking because everyone did. I, I can't fight on myself. Okay, have you stowed your weapons or are they still like in hand? Yeah, I know. I put mine. I, I sling my bow over my shoulder, and I just end my turn. Cool. Uh, Irina is going to come bounding up the stairs since she has no clue of what's happening thanks to the. Uh, zone of silence and she gets to you Marius and looks at you and hand gestures to the child and then to you and then points up and then points down and then kind of questions you which way I will point down and point towards the child <sighs> she sighs not that you can hear it but you can see her body language shift as she rolls her eyes and then she walks back down the stairs and ends her turn one level below you. At the beginning of my turn, I will drop the silence. Irina, take this child! Protect it! And um, So the silence will go away. Okay. Um, I'm going to work on deleting all of the silences. There they go. Uh, so that is a free action. At which point, okay. I will... Uh, jump from the window as my action uh, right. I'll att attempt an athletics for you um, try and one question for you fall, or? are you just leaving the child at the top of the stairs for her to come get are you throwing it down the stairs to her how, how what does this takeoff look like she has used, unfortunately uh, used all of her movement I am leaving or are you coming down a level stupefied child here uh, because I need as much movement as I can, and I'm not going to push a child downstairs. <laughs> okay, I just, you know, creative solutions. Yep, no, no, I'm not pushing the child downstairs. So, I will okay. leave the child there and dive from the window here on the third floor. Okay, you just, just straight out? So, uh, Irina, I'm, I'm jumping out of the window here and protect this child. Come back up the floor. Up to the third floor. And, uh... I hop out. Would okay, you, like a, you hop out. Athletics? Yes, so this is where Burn actually hopped out. There is no scaffolding from where you're jumping, but you could jump to the second level of scaffolding below you. Um, and that would be like 30 feet at this, or f no, that's 15 feet down. Um, so go ahead and give me athletics if you're jumping to the scaffolding. If you're just jumping to the ground, go ahead and give me athletics for that. I'm straight trying to like swan dive out the uh, the window and get as far out as I can. To the Badass, ground. let's do it. Yeah, go ahead and give me athletics. And I rolled a 17. Not too bad. All right, you're only gonna take half damage there, Marius. Uh, five d six. Uh, you take 16 points of bludgeoning damage as you land, but into a roll. Uh, and land in front of Burn, you know, uh, within 10 feet of him, wherever you'd like to land. Is the 16th halved, or did you have the dice? I have the dice. Rother. Okay, so 16 points. So, 8 of my temporaries go away. And you said I land in front of Burn? Uh, yep, somewhere within 10 feet of him. 
Because you're jumping out, like you said. Uh, well, then I will say that's good there, then. Um, this foul witch has been hoarding children upstairs. This place is <laughs> cursed. I will... We must strike this creature down. And at which point, uh, that's my movement. Uh, I'll bonus action to bring the spiritual weapon down. 5, 10, 15, 20. So it goes to there. Okay. And... As you land, do you want to make a perception check at all? Or to read the room? Or are you just going full ham? I did not hear anything, so I, I am going full ham, as you okay. have said. Um, I at which, which point, I will uh, cast Sacred Flame upon this creature. <laughs> after, your, after your attack, Morgantha has a held action. She needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, scrolling up. D DC Next is 15. She fails. As she takes three points of radiant fire. As the Night Mother has huh? blessed our protection upon this place and we shall end this evil. That is all I can do with my turn. Perfect. I will use my held action. I need all of you to make a dexterity saving throw as the crystal in her hand ignites into fire and she casts fireball. Marius rolls an 18. I forgot to give myself my temporary hit. I'm going to use a lucky roll. Nice. I rolled a 14. So let okay. me subtract a luck roll. 19. Okay. 24. Alright, everyone. Let's see. Burn, Stolos, Ozal, Tiris. Marius, did you make a deck series? Sorry, yeah, 24 you, you for Tiris. Yeah. Nine. Mike was uh, Zach, I also need your bird to make one. Okay, did you see my Here, second roll? Because I used a luck point. I did, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, uh, dexterity? Correct. For the snake is 14. Okay. Uh, those of you who rolled 14 or higher will end up taking half damage. Okay. How much is the half damage? Uh, 23 damage total. So rounded to 12. Right. Okay. I will use my reaction to absorb the fire as my skin glows with a bright red now. And I seem to have grown some scales. Nice. I'm sorry, how much damage is it? 12. 1, 2. Okay. Okay. Uh, just for, just for uh, everyone's knowledge, I forgot to add my temporary hit point from consuming the hag, so I'm just going to put 11 damage. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Uh, <laughs> okay, Stolas, it's your turn. Or, uh, Marius, I'm sorry, do you have any other actions? Uh, that is all I could do. I did my movement, my bonus, and my action. Uh, unless I still had more movement from jumping out the window. Um, 
I don't uh, know. That's fine. I'm going to say no, just because you, you prepared for the fall, and I guess that's the big part of the movement, right? I will take it. Thank you, kindly, <sighs> sir. Yeah, I'm going to say no this turn. Um, yeah, okay, Stolas. Uh, Morganta has unleashed this fireball as a retaliation for Marius's attack. Would you like to say anything to your compatriot? Or do anything? Or would you like to attack? Um, do I have any reason to believe, just kind of watching this unfold, that she might not want to continue setting us on fire? Or does it seem like she's pissed? Uh, roll insight, if you please don't mind. Insight, yes. Where is my thingy here? Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm confused. I thought we all kind of decided not to attack this. Well, Marius wasn't a part of that conversation. He was standing with us. No, he wasn't. He was in the room of silence two floors up. Okay, okay I rolled a 25. Okay, yeah, that's that's great, Stolos. Good job. Um, you look at her, and you realize that the spell that the her casting focuses is like this obsidian crystal that was glowing red. And she kind of was eyeballing Tyrus as Tyrus came out. Seeing that Tyrus has stowed his bow, she kind of had let it down. And then when Marius... Uh, is it fair to say that you yelled when you jumped out the window, my avenging angel? Well, yes. I, I did my uh, swan dive out of the window and tuck and rolled down as I came crumpling onto the ground. And then uh, spoke the words that I did about this foul creature kidnapping and consuming children and then cast the divine flame from the night mother's protection on, on the crew. perfect the woman you i did not hear the conversation that... from upstairs correct you think she was reacting to a situation she she had already prepared the spell seeing as she doesn't fully trust you being that you have come to her home and basically sacked it in her eyes not knowing what really has happened um marius's words have obviously caused her to attack is kind of what you think. Marius, wait. I don't think... I don't think we're prepared to engage this creature. You're muted. Max? I know. This oh. this foul creature and her daughters are, are consuming children. How could you stand to have this be happening within your lands? This thing needs to be cleansed from this place. The Night Mother has guided us to this location. I will not stand for her to breathe another breath. Well, Ozal, I, I agree. Let's kill this fucking witch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, jeez, this is like getting whiplash from all these and decisions. One in one attack, she took half of our damage. I don't think we're prepared for this. Or half our health, sorry. Stolas, check private chat, please. Marius, we are not here to solve all the evils of this land. Perhaps it's best to leave. I don't think we have time to be discussing this. <laughs> Still lost. What's your decision? Um, 
well, I'm not doing great right now, health-wise. I'm 9 out of 35 for people listening. Um, I'm not exactly eager to fight, but if everyone's behind this decision, uh, Stolas is prepared to do his best. <laughs> uh, j- just as a DM side note, and in the interest of fair play, you did have Hex up on the last creature that you killed, and as a bonus action, you can move that hex to a new target after your old target is deceased. Would you like to move it to Morgantha? Oh, I, I didn't even know that was part of hex. Thank you for informing me. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, if we're if we're gonna dance, is that is that the consensus, everyone, that we're about to kill the hag? Let's dance, Stoss. Let's dance. All right, let's move the hex over. Okay, you move the hex over, and Morgantha looks at you and just shakes her head, looking down. She says, you will not leave this place alive. Stolas, it is your turn. All right. Uh, well, to kind of... Uh, I'm going to get off the ground, first of all. I'm going to fly up about 30 feet. And towards her, about as much as I can. I'm not really sure. Uh, I think your flying speed is 50, if I remember correctly. 50? Okay. Yeah. So. So would I be able to move about right here? Oh, I'm double clicking. Uh, yep, it is 50. You can move. Um, I didn't see your double click, but you have 20 feet of movement left. Okay, I will move about right here and I'm going to cast uh, Eldritch Blast on her okay you cast Eldritch Blast go ahead and roll it come on Stolas hit her critical 27 whoo and please add your d6 for hex oh yes d6 uh, here we go One. <laughs> Roll okay. one more d6. One more yep. d6? Oh, okay. Because it was critical. Okay. Six! Six! Nice. Two criticals. Not bad. <laughs> Minus six. Uh, she screams in pain. Uh, one more question for you, Stolas, before you end your turn. Hex also has, as a part of the spell, you get to re- uh, give disadvantage on one stat. Um, what stat would you like to reduce? Or have disadvantage on, excuse oh. me. Oh, God. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of which one she would probably use the most. Um, oh, gosh. What do you guys think? Dexterity or strength? Strength. Strength? Alright. We will go ahead and uh, hex her strength. Joey makes a good point. Joey says she did have to prepare that spell, so perhaps she may not be able to do it too often. And then the second one says, good luck. I hope you all survive and kick that witch's ass. Murdering child-eating monster deserves to be destroyed. 
Stolas, when you end your turn, you are granted eight temporary hit points from Twilight Sanctuary. Sweet! Thank you. You are very welcome. Now, they're temporary hit points. They're different from your normal hit points. Yes, temporary hit points almost act as your overshield and halo, as I like to call it. They come off first and they do not regenerate unless... Uh, otherwise, they are given to you somewhere else. They also do not stack, so you take the greater of the total hit points. So if Marius was to give you six more hit points and you hadn't taken any damage, you would retain the eight that you took originally. Uh, Burn, it is your turn, my good sir. Stolas has flown over like a giant demon, <laughs> I guess. I can't say angel because she worships the far realm. Uh, <laughs> shoots out this blast of force with these, you know, kind of black and red tendrils streaking off as it, as it hits. Morgantha reeling in pain from this critical hit. Uh, the sparks of the hex take place as this uh, eldritch rune breaks out on her arm and begins to have this kind of necrosis effect up her arm uh, as the symbol of Hadar is burned into her from Dini's hex. What would you like to do? Um. Yeah, let me just attack with my. Oh, I have to prepare smite, don't I? Or I could on an impact, I could do it. So it's it depends. All, you have on spells impact. that are smite. Yeah. Yep. Or, or if you, you have your divine smite. One. Yeah, my divine yep. smite. Your divine smite is um, rules is written when you hit. So okay, if cool. if and when you hit, you can expend a spell slot or whatever to deal extra damage to her or you can cast a different smite as a bonus action that will have different effects. We have like burning smite, branding smite, thunderous smite, uh, not quite as strong, but can give you different effects in different situations. No, let me divine smite this hole. All right, so you run uh, 5, 10, 15 feet up to her. Uh, go ahead and give me a horse cutter attack roll, my good sir. Twelve. That's a 12 to hit Morgantha. Does that hit? Let me pull up her character sheet, her. Uh, no, you miss. Shwoof. She's able to kind of duck out of the way of your attack oh. um, as Horse Cutter cleaves into the ground, leaving a divot. Um, he's much more spry for an older lady than you think. Uh, you have a bonus action retained. Is there something else you'd like to do? Yeah, can I do one and of those? Like, 15 more feet of movement. Can I do one of those like demons uh, or Bloodborne rolls out of there? Um, yeah, you can definitely just move, <laughs> but she would get an attack of opportunity on you, potentially. Uh, being that using Horse Cutter, your armor class is a little lower. I want to say it's like 18 instead of 20, since you're using a two-handed weapon. Oh, yeah. Or 19 instead of 20. Well, my armor class is 19. Right, and if you're wielding your shield, it's 21. Oh, I see what you're saying, okay. Um... Yeah, let me at least get some distance. Okay, yeah, you can. You have 15 more feet of movement, so whatever direction you want to move, I'll make my attack of opportunity here uh, from Morgantha. Uh, Mar can I ask Marius what he's going to do, or... No. I mean, That's a 21 she, to hit. If she's still standing there, I, I will... I will move up to uh, fight with you. You will not okay. fight her by yourself. Okay, yeah, because I was going to see if we could get a, a flank on her and, uh, for advantage. You could move around, and you would not provoke an attack. 
Okay. Yeah, you can do what's called a shift. You can move within five feet of her, which is an optional rule, but you could move five, ten, fifteen to here, and then Marius could move here. Okay, cool. Yeah, let me do that. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Marius. Fifteen, here. Cool. Yeah, let me do that. And then you stay within five feet of her at all times. Okay, and that will end my turn. Okay. Ozal. At the end Your of turn his before the fireworks hit. Oh yes, go ahead, Max. Seven temporary hit points for Burn, as he ends his turn within my aura. Cody, is there a way that I can attack Morgantha with Dragon's Breath, but have the cone hit like here, so that I don't hit Burn also, or no? Since he's a so what you would want to do, um, just as a little tactics answer here, is it? It's how how wide? 15 it's just a 15 foot cone so i was thinking yeah, so to that's do exactly. that okay so burn would be fine yeah because you're only hitting to that 15 foot mark if it went okay, past that's it what I you would go one square yep. forward right okay yep so i'm gonna move 15 feet to here or i think you said okay. here right for 15 feet marius has got you down here yep okay perfect so go, go one more square forward what do you mean so you would be go here uh either here. one of those yeah yeah, I just don't want to hit Dean. Yep. And then I and just want to clarify. the 15 foot mark. Yeah, for Dragon's Breath, it's not actually a spell that I'm casting. It just says, as an action, you can. Um, let's see. It's a, a spell you're concentrating on. So every Correct. turn, you can just use your action to continue to breathe. Yeah, it says, until the spell ends, the creature can use an action to excel the energy. So can I still cast a spell after this or no? Because I'm not recasting it. I'm just using the breath. If it's... Uh, will you link it in chat? I want to see the exact wording if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, I'll press the button. Or Max, if you have a... What, what was the question again? Okay, so Dragon's Breath says... Uh, as an action, you can exhale the breath. But I want to cast a spell after this. But I don't know if that counts as casting two spells. It, the, it, the spell's only cast once at the beginning. It, unless, unless the spell you're attempting to cast is a bonus action, this spell to breathe the flame or the lightning is using your action to to be done. It says casting it time one bonus action. So that is the original casting. Ah, action. okay. But, so that would be my yeah. one action for. Okay, gotcha. Okay, that's fine. I will use. Dragon's I, I Breath. do have a continuity question because last time. Last this episode, is my six you of six turn. Cast it. This is my last turn of Dragon's Breath. Right, but did you, you originally you have, cast you it on your ten, familiar though? You have ten turns. No, the familiar was always in the. Um, I don't think you have ten turns. You have one minute, right? Every minute round, is ten every, turns. Yeah, every round is six seconds. So ten turns. Oh, okay, great. Um, no, it was never cast on the familiar. He has he has cast it on the familiar in the past, but not for this fight. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, the familiar had always had gone upstairs, so it was I needed to cast it on myself. Okay, so then Dragon's Breath. It was uh, DC 16 save for 13 damage. Uh, that's a dexterity of eight. I fail. Okay, so you'll take 13 lightning damage. Check Morganta. Also, thanks, Max, for. Oh, I have it. I, um, excuse me. No problem. Morgantha has magic resistance. The hag has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. So that's a 21 save. 
Okay. So I take uh, failed save, half as much damage on a successful one. Okay, so you take uh, thirteen. So you take seven. Yes. Or six. You round down. I round it down six. Six. Can I roll a um, Arcana check also? I want to know if if uh, she would be under the effect of protection from good and evil on my next turn. Can I get a free Arcana roll? Sure. Can I roll the twenty-five? She is not under the protection of good and evil. Bitch. Okay. All right, that's going to be... Um, if I if I telekinetic her away from burn, would she get an opportunity attack or no? Because she's unwillingly moved against... Hmm, that's a really interesting question. I would give burn an opportunity attack because technically she's moving. Well, that goes both ways. Can I answer one viewer question super quick? Sure. So, Joey Dahl asked, what does magic count under? Dexterity or strength, by the way. So, Joey, it depends on the spell itself. Uh, different spells will have different, what's called saving throws. So, my creatures, like Morgantha, has different stats in different areas. Strength, intelligence, constitution, uh, wisdom, that kind of thing. Charisma. Depending on the effect you're trying to achieve will depend on what I have to save under. And different classes will have different typically kind of ranges of what they will need to save under. So Zack as a wizard kind of has a very wide variety, but depending on what school of magic he casts will determine what the save is. So, but he's been doing a lot of battle, which typically their strength or dexterity, uh, sometimes intelligence if it's an attack of the mind or wisdom. I will move my last 15 feet to here and then okay. and you're that will be the pushing conclusion of my turn. Uh, no, because that's going to mess up what Marius and Dur uh, uh, Burn have planned, so I'm not going to I'm not going to ruin what they got going on. You will gain six temporary hit points as you are uh, guarded by the Twilight Sanctuary of the Night Mother. Thank you. And that will be the conclusion right. of my turn. It is Bellow's turn. Who is out of here? She's going to run off with whatever she's doing with Dini's spear, being that the treaty has been broken. Bye, Spear. Morganthus turn. Strahd, it's probably a good thing. Uh, Morgantha looks up at you, Stolas. She kind of shoots a side eye over to, to Ozal and feels the you know, neck curling her from uh, Burn being behind her. She is going to shift, being that she is not leaving your combat zone to here and then pull up my spell list I need to make a line for those of you listening perfect so I need Tyrus and Marius to make a saving throw in here in just a second are you about to cast lightning I'm about to cast lightning. Her coven's broken. It's not under her coven spell, thankfully. Dang it. Okay, dexterity saving throw coming your way. Um, I have to find it under... Where is my wand? Okay, 
bolts. That's what it is. Uh, her wand crackles with energy, um, drawing it from her side, and she points it with an incantation. Dexterity save. And points down at you. Perfect. You are I rolled an, an I rolled an eight. An eight, Marius. That is a failure, unfortunately. Seventeen is what we were looking for. Wait, do uh, I also have to roll? No, because you're not in the oh. line. Okay. Uh, this is eight d six lightning damage. Wow. That's a lot of damage. Jesus. 7, 8. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 4, 6, 8. 14, 15, 20, 24 points of damage. Yes. Or 12 not as bad as it could have been. Taurus. 12. Then, for my bonus action... I am going to... Dang. Not a lot I can do for a bonus action here. Nope, that's all I can do this turn. Uh, Taurus, you are scorching uh, from her Sith lightning. Yeah, no, no shit. <laughs> that one was dead. All right, I'm going to just, uh, is she, she's flanked, yes? She's flanked? Um, no, because she shifted. You do have advantage because she has, uh, you, well, it's an ally within five feet. That's Um. Yes. You have advantage. Yes. I'm gonna give you advantage because Burn's standing there. Okay. Uh, then I'm just gonna use my sharpshooter uh, skill and fire an arrow. There we go. Sorry, longbow. Uh, eight to hit. Uh, unfortunately, that does not hit. Sharpshooter let me down. Would have been a deadly hit. Or as you'll need sharpshooter you'll... minus five. Because he must... my, uh... why was it minus five? It, because I, my Taurus. when I use sharpshooter, I get a minus five to hit penalty. Oh shit! Because it gives me extra damage. Gotcha. Yep, See, gives him ten I damage. It would have been. 10 damage, it would have been 22 if I'd hit. Gotcha. So plus his sneak attack. Yeah. But I didn't use, I don't have sneak attack. Because I don't have a flank. You you oh. still would have, you just need an ally with an enemy within rain, melee range of the creature you're trying to hit. So oh, right. well, I didn't use my sneak attack this time. Then I should, that's, that that's what I thought you were roll. asking with the advantage for. So but, you're, you still rolled an advantage, but unfortunately neither of them will hit. Uh, we will need you to move forward as well, so that way you can continue to get uh, your, the, the temporary hit point buffs from me as I move forward. Okay. Uh, so I should have my sneak attack on then, yes? 
Yes. As long as there's an ally within five feet of her, but I have a feeling that that's not going to be an issue here in a couple minutes. Or okay. a couple so, seconds. Uh, I'm going to move right here. Perfect. That's your move. Okay. That's your attack. Anything else you'd like to do this turn? Just uh, try not to die. <laughs> you got it. Irina upstairs curses under her breath as she charges back up the stairs to pick up the small porker child and then comes back down, landing her in the same spot with this child over her shoulder. Six temporary Mr. hit points for... Six temporary hit points for uh, Taurus as he ends his turn. I will bonus action to move the spiritual weapon. So that's going to be 5, 10, outside the window, uh, 10, 15, 20. And then how high up is the third floor window? So I can mark the... Uh, the third floor window is 15, 30, 45 feet. So it would be at 35 feet down. So it's working its way down. Uh, my movement, I will move myself to here. Uh, and I will strike her as my blade begins to glow with a booming energy and fire. I swing at her with the booming blade cantrip. Perfect. Uh, with advantage. Oh, I didn't put advantage. I'll just roll one more time. Uh, does a 20 hit? A 20 does hit. She takes an extra d6 of fire damage from the absorb elements from previously. So she's going to take three points slashing, six points fire, and she glows with a humming energy. If she tries to move at all, she will take thunder damage from booming blade. Uh, bad news about the fire, you see as it hits her, there is some resistance. Uh, thankfully though, your Attack does count as magical, so the slashing does go shwoof, all the way through. All directed then. That okay. is movement bonus and standard. That is all I can do. I will grant myself some temporary hit points. Ten temporary hit points to myself. Perfection. Still loss. There is a sword flying five feet above you, right next to you, as Maris' spiritual weapon works its way out of the window. Uh, some big hits that happened. Lightning Bolt uh, ended up toasting, you know, Taurus and Marius, unfortunately. Uh, Marius gets a pretty big hit in with the fire. You see kind of the reverb of the fire as it hits her. What would you like to do? Um, just a quick question. If I use a healing potion, does that count as, like, my attack action, or is that just, like, a bonus action? That is your whole action. Okay. But I can still move, right? You can still move. Okay, cool. Uh, I'd like... How much can I heal from a potion? It depends what potion you have. I believe you guys have minor potions, which is 2d4 plus 2, if I remember off the top of my head correctly. That is correct. All right, awesome. Let me do 2d4 here. Got a 5... Okay, so plus five here. And then I'd like to fly 
50, my full 50 feet to about right here. Uh, so that Taurus finally has someone flanking the hag. <laughs> uh, you get two more points of healing, plus uh, the, because it's 2d4 plus two. Oh. For a total of seven. Just okay, as a heads cool. up. Um, I'll, I'll go technically, ahead and add the other two right now. You're, a, okay, you're at a higher elevation, so you would not provide flank. But we don't want to give her a straight line if she keeps casting these lightning bolts on us. Okay, I will keep that in mind. Bringer of Dawn, it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to go for the same thing, just a horse cutter and smite. You got it, man. Go ahead and roll that attack. Uh, 19. 19 does hit. All right. You'll have advantage, sir. I am flanking with you. Roll again. Oh. So Should I? Because 19 was pretty good. You might roll well, a crit. crit. You, might, you might crit. Oh, okay, cool. And you guys have learned that she has a resistance to non-magical weapons. And no matter what, since you have hit, I would still say that you smite this foul creature. 19 again. Okay. Use uh, your divine smite. Yes, divine smite. Five. Uh, well, it's divine sense. With advantage uh, again, right? Which is awesome. No, it it just goes on top of the uh, the the attack roll that he did. So oh, he I see. Okay. Twice. Oh, divine smite. Okay, let's see. So it's just uh, I believe you only have access to first level spells, so it should be two d eight. Is she undead? She's not undead. So just two d eight radiant damage. It, uh, oh. She's a fiend though. Uh, starting at second level, when you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack, you oh, can expand pink. one spell slot to deal radiant damage to the target. In addition to the weapon's damage, the extra damage is 2d8 for first level. So, um, so roll 2d8 and then add an extra d8 because, because she's, she's a fiend. Undead or fiend. So okay, 3d8 cool. is what you need to roll. 3d8. Holy so shit. screeches in pain. Damn. Nice, Dean. And is officially bloodied. Hey. Oh boy. Well done, Dean. <laughs> oh. You love to see it. It you know, it's so much better when Dean can actually fucking do something. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right, and instead of running up and down stairs like a crazy person. What I'm is this? Looney Tunies. Right, dude? <laughs> okay. Um Anything else you'd like to do, Burn? You have movement and potentially, uh, no, and a bonus action, yeah. Uh, I gotta spit on her. If applicable. You spit <laughs> on her. Right on her sizzling, bubbling wound from her uh, radiant damage. I don't know if I have any good, uh, bonus action. Let's see, spells. What is Bane? No. I'm trying to see if I have the thing a DM going. wants to hear from his players. What is this ability? What does Bane do? Mark Pearson says, "There you go, spit on it." Y'all need Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really have any cool bonus actions. I mean, I could throw a spear at her, right? Uh, unfortunately not. 
Oh, okay. Alright, then, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, that's my turn. Okay. You will heal, gain six temporary hit points, Baron. Hey. Uh, it says I have ten already. Do I... They do not stack, then. You you still have the ten. Okay. Oh, you know, I took damage earlier and didn't take away my hit points. My temporaries. Well... I'll just keep the ten. Oh, it's, that's my bad. I'll let you keep the ten. Okay. No worries. I'll start reminding people about ten hit points. I will move to here, and I will use okay. Lightning Dragon's Breath again. To deal uh, 16 damage on a DC 16 save. And that's a dexterity save, please. 5, 10, 15 is where you'd want to be. Yeah, I did the measurements. I don't think I hit Dean or Marius. Is that right? Yeah. You want to come one more square forward. Right, Max? Or am I doing, no, I 15 is fine from where I'm at. No, it's, it's from the center of his square, so 15 feet's here. And where he picked is the good spot, because neither of us will be affected. We're just outside the range. Oh. How does that it's work, very, though? very strategic, because it's a cone. Right. But wouldn't it be like this? Well, the cone, the cone ends any further is 20. Oops. I just love all this scribbling that's happening lines. on the screen. <laughs> Hold on, standby. Let's see, 5, 10, 15 from you. And then if it branches 5 feet. You're, way, snapping, right? you're snapping from the corner instead of from the center. Oh. Sorry. Snap to the center. 15. But doesn't it branch? No, it's it's a cone. It's right, a like that? Yes. But even still, this is 20 feet to reach burn. It's a straight line from from Osal to, to burn, or to Morganta, or to Marius. Yeah, those are 20 feet, though, so the cone isn't only 15 feet long. How do I map a 20, 15-foot cone on a grid? Like that. From the angle, you would still go through your squares, though. It we're on the twenty-foot line. Yeah, here, let me show you. Can I share my screen really quick? Uh, where's the, oh wrong side? Share, share screen, share screen two. So on a 15-foot cone from Zach at the point, right? All of those are Five, showing ten, from the corner, 15. not from the center. Yeah, you're doing from the corner, bro. It's from the center. Even if it was from the center, though, it still branches. No. Right? 15. It, it, doesn't, go, it doesn't go 15 feet and then spread another 15 feet from the point. I thought See, it was 5, it's... and then 10, it spreads out, right? And then 15. No. Like that. Okay, even still, a straight line from from there to there is 20. 
To there, to there is 20. To her is 15. Yeah, but it's a cone. It's, but, which implies it, that it spreads. It, it, it is filling the whole space. We are just on the edge of the cone, is what I'm saying. It can't they're, go They're five feet away from feet. that edge of the, the breath. The breath ends here at 15 feet. Hmm. I got bamboozled by a cone once, bro. I know how it feels. It's not Cody fun. really wants to fuck us. <laughs> well, it's not that. It's just for the interest of fair play and for viewers. It looks like it would spread, in my opinion. I don't know, man. Right? Because, I mean, even this, if you're coming from the center of Zack towards us, or even at an angle, right? It still hits all squares, which is what implies the cone. It doesn't, though, because the cone so, oh, is so not 20. Me. So, so that one is, sh the one you're looking at right now, that is showing a 3.5 edition, which every other diagonal was, or Pathfinder system, every other diagonal was 10 feet. So that's why that one's shorter. Brenton says, I love some good Hold cone on. talk. <laughs> This is the spicy action you get. Uh, I'll do some research on the end. I'll let it happen just to not slow the game, but I might not my DM notes for later talks. Okay, so DC 16 save for half damage. With advantage. Sorry, I gotta pull back one more. Gantha. Dexterity. That puts me at Bitch. 21. Sorry, buddy. All that for eight damage. It's okay. And then I will use the last of my movement. All this for a drop of blood. To go Casting back a spell on to a cone. Here. A cone extends the duration you choose from the point of origin. The cone's width at the given point. Thus ending my turn. You did not... You need more temporary hit points, so... Take 10. ten. Perfect. Oh, also, Dean, that oh, was a great. Hold point. on. I uh, I have something for this to redeem myself. Is Remember when we made all those magical graph? effects? It is a cone graph. Oh, I knew this would come in handy. Yeah, that's not a cone. That's a fucking boomerang. Hold on, son. At 15 feet. This is the square he was on from the center of it, right? So even still, it wouldn't have hit me, technically. No, that's we'll not how that works. fix it to be a little it, red, it better. Would, that's not the right shape, though. That shape is only 10 feet cone. That needs to be a 15 Hold on, I'm not cone. done yet, son. I can't believe we're still talking Hold raccoons. <laughs> I like to prove my point. Welcome sometimes. to the cone zone, ladies and gentlemen. 15 feet. That has a nice ring to it. Welcome to the cone zone. You moan, oh, we cone. Oh, Only cone in anime girls. <laughs> right there. The cone right. zone, calzone Cody, zone. That's not, that's not the shape <laughs> of, a, of a cone in the rule book. That is literally... It's Pray like, tell. A, like I, that's a triangle. That's a triangle. The cone is like an ice cream cone. It's like a, a circle at the end. Right. That is the technical graph of a cone, according to the rule 20 cone. 
That is, and I have it labeled here, and I can share my screen again if you'd like, as the 15-foot cone. That's the technical graph for fire. If you zoom in, you can see the line outside the effect. Just to say, I'm not going to let it hit the other two players or that, but technically, yes, it would have hit you. Moving on. I More don't think you're turn. right, to be honest. Though. It doesn't look like it hits Max, them because Max it would have to touch the center be. of those boxes and it Here, isn't. I will trace the cone. This looks like some horrifying cave drawing. I right could now. draw this and. See, but now you're doing a 20 foot cone. That's what we're saying. No, it's look at the first line. It's 15 feet. And if I snap it to center. That's not the square he was standing in in the <laughs> that's first not what right? a... Okay, whatever. So, so we'll hash this, it out later. This square here is where he was standing. Right here. Cone. So, the first increment is 5 feet. Casting a spell. 10, 15. Spells. 10, Cone. 15. 10. Spells. Casting. Casting a spell. Cone. So, Point a of cone origin. extends in a duration you choose from its point of origin. Direction. A cone's width at all given points along the length is equal to the point's maximum distance from the point of origin. A cone's yes. area of effect specifies its maximum length. The technical definition of yes. cone according to the rules of Rule 20. Yes. So 20 feet is more than 15 feet is what I'm trying to say. That's fine, but at 15 feet, that means it would spread two other squares, causing the last line to be 15 feet. But it's 20 feet. <laughs> oh, can, man. Okay. Apologies. It would be 20 feet then. Whatever. I used the 15-foot cone marker. Exactly. Oh, a bunch of cone heads. What I'm Let's saying is, is it would have hit Dean and Burn, or Marius no, and Burn. No, because they're 20 feet away. That's what I'm trying to tell A you. cone extends in a duration from a point you choose from its origin. A Correction. cone's length at any given point along the plank's cone is equal to that point's distance from the point of origin. A cone's area of effect specifies its maximum length. The maximum yes. length of the spell is 15 feet. The distance that Burn and Marius were from Ozal was 20 feet. The distance that so Wargantha was, was 15 feet within the area of effect of the cone spell. You dingus. Like you're still adjacent from it. The last line would still be 15 and feet Maris long. And Maris is it's a 15 pilot. Feet he knows by 15 feet stuff, by 15 so. feet. It's a cone. I trust his Yes, it is a cone! Oh my god! <laughs> Are we still yes. discussing this? But, but it, it says it, that it extends from the point of origin to maximum 15 feet, which means that bottom line too. But then it would be it wouldn't be length would be 15 feet. The the point of origin is Ozal in this square here. Correct. Okay, he breathes to the southeast. It goes 15 feet. All right. So even technically, still, it would be adjacent from his square because the point of origin is the extending from the square where he is at. So it would be here. He is breathing from his mouth. I do not think Correct. he leans over into the corner to breathe out of the corner. I was Neither do you lean over from the point of attack, though, Max. It's assumed if you're, like, base to base, adjacent. 
You, I, it's not that you can swing five more feet from where you're standing unless Wait, you have it, a reach weapon, right? Is there, like, a, an extension to this game that will actually, like, have a cone shape that you guys can use? That's what he was just showing us. Oh, no, no, I mean, like, an actual, like, built-in one, I guess, that that's colored in and would definitively uh, show. No, unfortunately. Lame. Not Okay. Not currently. Okay. <laughs> Brenton, I like this fire today. I think it's Brenton says 15 feet is now 20 feet. Is this pandemic measurements or what? Oh, man. Okay, 8 damage. All that Wait, 20 minute... Tell me if I'm wrong. Is this showing up? Yes, thank you. That's exactly what I'm <laughs> trying to say. We, there's bro, this five, is A there's squared five plus B us. squared is C squared, bro. Yeah, so there's still standard. 5 feet between us. Either side. You are yes. adjacent. It would have hit both of you. No. No, you looks. Listen, the point of origin. Your square. If she was pause the game. Hold on. No, we're pausing 20. the game. No. If 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 the, if she was twenty feet away. Ozol, go back to my screen, please. And we were five feet away from her. Then we would have gotten hit. But she's fifteen feet away. We're five feet away from her. Does that make sense? We would be here if she was five more feet this way. Calm down. Go back to Ozol's screen. <laughs> oh, God. Brendan says, Einstein couldn't even solve this right now. <laughs> Fucking God damn it. These what are the there? squares that are being... Hold on. These are the squares that are being affected. No, that's now, not how. Let me that, draw the. Let me draw the cone. I'm not done, son. Fifteen feet. Okay. Fuck! I did it wrong. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. You know what? I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna come back with a diagram next session. We're gonna have a huge discussion about it. If we don't do an hour-long cone talk, then what the fuck are we even doing with our lives? <laughs> cone talk sounds amazing. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It's my turn. Well, all that uh, for eight I'm going to attack Max did because it, did, I'm did, bad did, at Max. Come talk. <laughs> bad at me. Max, that's a 23 to hit for 18 points of damage. All right. I take it. You take it. I believe you have temporary hit points to subtract. I do. Is there a cone in this? I'm just kidding. Fuck. I'm going to quit the show, Zach. <laughs> no, don't do it. No, We've already had too many people. <laughs> Fucking quit midstream. No, I'm not. Can you... Um, I will look online, because I feel like you're wrong, but I could also just be being a giant jackass, which is a potential point, and I'm willing it, to own it, that it and eat be. my words. I could be. Anyway. <laughs> Morgana uh, takes the time to strike me and deeply wound me. Bitch. Um... Sorry, give me one more second. My god, are we still doing this? No, I'm looking through my bonus actions here that I can do. Did you, uh... Because I really did, want to kill Max. Did you take the, uh, the eight lightning damage you were supposed to take from, uh, your saving throw? I did. Okay. There's nothing else I can do, unfortunately. Uh, Taurus, it's your turn, my sir. I swear to god, if you bring up the cone... I'm going to cry on stream. 
Wow. I'm going to shoot really. all my arrows in a cone. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. silence. <laughs> okay, uh, I had a question. Um, is she holding a wand? Is like, is she using a wand to cast spells? Uh, give me investigation or perception well, from where you're at, and I can tell you. I can't see. I'm only like one, two, three, see? four. I'm only twenty feet away from her. It's a really I can't good see. Question. She's holding something in her hand. Oh yes, she's holding a wand and a crystal in the other hand. Ah, but to determine perfect. whether or not the wand... I, I thought you were asking if the wand itself is casting spells, or if she was casting a spell. Well, would I not have seen when she cast spells? Like, what did she hit Marius with? Like I said, investigation. I couldn't see it. So what did she hit us with the lightning? Did the lightning come out of the wand, or the crystal, or her hand, or her eyes? The wand, or... It came out of the wand. Okay. But to determine whether it was the wand casting the spell or her casting the spell is a totally different discussion. No, no, yeah, uh, that's not my question. My question simply is, what object did she did the spell come out of? Fucking Brenton. I got my answer. I got my answer. Brenton, I don't All know right. what a museum poses or a cone is. <laughs> I'm posing all my hot toys in cone poses from now on. Okay. I'm Shoot upon her, Thoris. Bring her down. Brenton, get get on the YouTube and block Brenton, please. <laughs> Don't ban him. He's my biggest fan, or was my biggest fan of the <laughs> no, show. No, Brenton's supposed to be able to block people. <laughs> I was telling him to block himself. From D&D &D okay. Beyond, basically the cone is a 90 degree triangle on the Are grid, we still on with the two sides extending out from the point of origin by the length of the cone. Suck it. Yes, by 15 feet, my god, that's what we've been trying to tell you the whole if time. If I am within 5 feet, the wings of the cone, if I'm in the center of the cone, the wings on the side would have hit both adjacent players, was my only point that I was trying to make. No, that's not how the cone works, bro. That is how it works, it's an equilateral triangle. That's, I've never seen a cone like that. It's it's not an equilateral triangle when you are shooting it diagonally. Maybe if he had shot right, it straight Right, but to account for down. height and the curve, sure. Yes, there's a circle in the middle that is 15 feet in radius. It can't be an right? equilateral triangle because it's longer on one side, my guy. That would that would mean like it would do like all this whole range if it was an equilateral triangle. That's what we're trying to tell you. Yes, that's what that's I'm saying. That's not an equilateral triangle. both of those things. It's so you're telling me if Terrace, by if Terrace feet was right by here. By 15 feet. May we no. please move on? We are like no. extending this fight significantly longer than it needs to be. Anyway. What are you doing, Taurus? Uh, just waiting for the cone talk to die down. All right. Nice uh, I am going to use my... I am going to turn off uh, Sharpshooter. I don't want to miss. Talk in your mic, please. And uh, I'm going to shoot her right between the eyes with my longbow. And I have sneak attack now, yes, because she's flanked. Correct. Correct. Longbow. 21 to hit. Hits. And she gets 30 damage. Okay. She takes a portion of that because you're not using magic weapon. 
Somebody make my weapon magic. And she is on critical. Nice. Irina takes the porker down the stairs. 10, 15, 20, 20, 30. To here. Coming down, which gives us Stolas's turn, who hopefully does not use a cone. I think I'm now cone-phobic. I will be avoiding the cones. Let's see, I'm gonna go ahead and just hit her with an Eldritch Blast, because that's fun. Where are cool you? beans, go ahead and roll it. Here we go. Come on, get her. Boom. And then hex damage. What was that again? 2d8? Or 2? 1d6. 1d6. 1d6, sorry. Totally wrong. Killer, please! Not quite. Damn. Sad face. Bring us home, Burn. With my cone sword. I strike. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just gonna do the, the whole horse cutter with the fucking smite. Twenty-one, not bad. And it's that hits. Uh, still three d eight. Yep. Fifteen. Dead. How would you like to kill her? Oh, just a good old-fashioned cleaving in two. Oh, actually, you know what? No. I want to cut her head off and then just, like, punt her head. <laughs> Excellent. Kick her up here, Burn. <laughs> All right. You yeah, cleave her head off and falls to the ground. <laughs> uh, give me an athletics check. <laughs> Oh shit, where's athletics? I can't click it fast enough. 23. <laughs> yes, you cleave it, you cleave her head from her body. Her <laughs> lip body falls to the ground as you soccer kick her head up into the air into Stolas, who dexterity saving throw, if you don't mind. Oh god, please catch it. If I don't make it funny, okay? <laughs> Who does not catch it as it flies past her? <laughs> Thus, Morgantha is dead, and you are out of combat. Wow. Well done, Burn. That wasn't too bad. We took her to the cone zone. <laughs> there was one more that escaped somewhere. Would you like to spend time looking for her? I do not have the energy. She is able to dis hide herself from our sight. Oh, uh, can I use... Um, Let's divine, find her. Divine Sense, maybe see if she's around? Yeah, go ahead and link Divine Sense and read it. Divine and then we're Sense, back the, to code pr talk. the presence of strong evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor and powerful good rings like heavenly music in your ears. As an action, you can open your awareness to detect such forces until the end of your next turn. 
You know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of you that is not behind total cover. Uh, you know the type of any being whose presence you sense, but is not, but not its identity. So, um, I could sense like a vampire, but not Strahd. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, with the same radius, you can also detect the presence of any place or object that has been uh, consecrated or desecrated, as with the hollow spell. You can use this feature a number of times equal to one plus your charisma modifier. When you finish a long rest, you will regain and expend uses. Cool. Perfect. Uh, unfortunately, you were not able to find anything. She has used her whole turn and her movement to leave. Damn. Sorry, oh, bud. Spear stole us. It's alright. I'm attuned um, to it, so no one else can use it anyway. Do we still follow um, the order for what we're going to do next, or can we just kind of start doing what we want? Uh, you are out of combat. But I did pull the Dungeon Master's Guide to get the cone to prove that I'm not crazy, and that is technically you, what it looks like. No, I have a... It, check this. I am a, dead I, serious. I feel free. I can leave the link for you and show you it, but that, it takes into account of you casting from your five-foot square, 15 feet across, and then 15 on each side. That is how the branching works, unfortunately. Yeah, Just but we were reference. 20 feet! Dean, look. Look, this is, what, this is my drawing here. That's how I... That's a very good drawing, but that is not how it is written in the Dungeon Master's Guide, and I apologize. Show me the DM Guide. Beyond does have a good image of it. Stand by. Was that your wife telling you about D&D Beyond? She was, yeah. She looked it up for me as well. Did you have everyone in the house go on a cone investigation? No, I think she's tired of hearing about it in the background in my room. Dungeon That's Master amazing. Guide. Cone. Okay, I guess while, while we're thinking screen. cone talk, can I start doing a ritual cast of something? Just so we can kind of sure. keep the game going somewhat. Like, can we not take any more time of the stream yeah. by doing cone talk? We can do it off, okay. off screen. So I'm going to... Sure, is, but is I'm telling Morganthus, you, for okay, future reference, this is how it is going to work. Okay, well, is Morganthus' spell casting focus still there, or did it disappear? Or is her body there? Or like, Feel free to on? loot her body, yes. Okay, uh, yes, Go ahead and make an investigation start. check. Okay, thank you. Jesus. Okay, I landed. I'm going to walk over to everybody. Uh, 26. 26. You find a couple of things. You find a wand of lightning bolts. Uh, where is the other thing? I'm going to search this tower. When you're done, I'm going in here. Watch out for the poison. You also find a black <laughs> crystal called a hearthstone. A heart okay. stone. Heart, as in like a human heart? Yep, H-E-A-R-T-S-T-O-N-E. Okay. Is that an item I can look up in the game, or is that like a specific item you've created? I guess for both of these. We'll talk about it. Okay. Yep. A heart stone? I can pull it up for you. Sure. Heart stone. And then on top of that, 50 gold pieces. Her rags. And that's really all about she had on her. Some okay. miscellaneous, like, gross witch stuff. <laughs> I'll take the wand of lightning well, bolts like a, and the black black crystal into my uh, uh, utility bag. You got it. 
the hearthstone is a black stone or yeah it's a black crystal I'm just adding it to the uh, party loot I'm gonna I'm gonna search this tower see if I can find anything yeah how long are you spending approximately looking for things uh, spend uh, 30 minutes yeah. Okay. For the next 30 minutes, you search through here. Uh, you find, like, a quarry of bones just piled on the second floor, like, under the bed. You find miscellaneous alchemy sets of tools, um, different kinds of glassware uh, containing, like, frogs and hands and just other gross items. Lots of cooking supplies. Uh, a barrel of ichor, like this gross black ichor. Uh, in a chest, you find 50 gold pieces, as well as common rags and common food rations for three people for approximately 30 days. So Get can I rations. add 50 gold pieces and the rations to my uh, gear? Uh, yes, but that's a lot of food to take. You're talking about crates and crates of food. Uh, well, we should just load it onto the trailer, onto what's-his-face. You can Trundle. do that, but I'm we're Trundle. talking like six to ten crates, which is going to take up a lot of your space on top of what you already have in there. Uh, writing space. All right, I'll just take the gold. Just as a heads up. Marius, okay, I mean, you we... can take the food. You can take what you can carry. Should we burn Morgantha's body, or... I'll just take the gold. I think we should. Uh, what, what happened to the other daughter? I uh, believe she disappeared. And where were the other two? I did not see them. Stolas is, uh... Them. Not gonna answer that one, but... <laughs> yeah, I gotta be honest, I don't know what happened to this other daughter. So, both of their daughters ran off? So we uh, had, One we daughter was killed? No, and you dude, killed more dun so dun only dun one daughter got away. I do not know this. I'm asking the party. They were role playing. Why? Well, oh, sorry. I meant there's like two bodies on the ground outside. Even if you were to turn around, technically, I just removed her from the board, but I can put an X down where she was. If you were, you, you yourself her, right? said that her ability consumes everything, because she used the power of Hadar on it, right? Yeah. She's gone. She was. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. Yeah. So what happened to the these the two daughters? Do we have two creatures to be worrying about wandering the we'll, woods? There is only one creature left. The other was consumed by flames. Nice. Flames? Would I don't you, see any flames would, anywhere. Would you like to make a deception? As I would like to incite you or lie? Ah, uh, sure. 20, nat 20, nat 20. <laughs> critical one. I rolled a critical one. So you were lying. Ah. Oh, it's all. It's a critical liar. It was yeah. a magical flame that consumed the daughter. Well, I do believe we still have one to worry about, though. So we have one to worry about that has wants us dead. Uh, to answer your question, old soul, I think, yes, we should burn her body. And we need to cleanse this place. Yes, I believe we should burn down this windmill. Wait, what if 
We made her into a pie. That'd be Burn ironic. It. I do not. I like believe we should idea. get back on the road. Let's get moving. Let's burn this place. Burn her. Burn this goddamn place to the ground. Where's the kid? Where's the don't, kid? Don't you uh, have the deed to this place? Don't you technically own it? Yes. Burn it anyways. Why you not know what? On a side. Out? On a side note, I think the last hag made a pretty delicious meat pie for Hadar. Well, we don't know that. I no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, like, you know. Did you as a gamer out, as out loud? Okay. So, I think we burn the body. We clear out this place. Maybe we can find a better use for it uh, at some point. But uh, I, I will not be sleeping within that those walls. Many evils have been committed here, Marius. Is it best not to burn it down? Well, it is a windmill. It could potentially provide food and, and grain if we bring, find someone that's willing to come out here and live here. But look at it, it's in shambles. What if that, what if the other witch that took off comes back and starts exactly. this all up again? Exactly. No, we could do that then, if that's what you desire. I say burn it. I believe we should burn it. Alright, so let's place the witch inside then and begin to light this place on fire. And well, monitor perhaps, it overnight to make sure that it burns out. Perhaps Taurus and you all would like to check if there's any loot in the second, third, and fourth floors. Would you, maybe you Fair should. Enough, uh, I'll, I'll search maybe, the tower first. Maybe you should walk through and do a detect magic to see if you can find any magic bubbles. I agree. Careful for the green goo. I will begin to prepare a camp for us since I am spent. And I need to rest. I'll search the tower from top to bottom. I'll, I'll step over to here and begin preparing a fire and and getting camp set up. We will need to remain vigilant this night. I'll help you out. I'm going to ritual cast detect magic. Um concentration up to 10 minutes for the duration you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you if you sense magic in this way you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic and you learn at school of magic if any I will need to um, walk the house though as uh, it's limited to uh, 30 feet or um, one foot of stone or one inch of metal I'll walk with you as all I got your back in case something happens. Thank you, my lad. So I'll sit at the front of the door before the ichor and begin casting. Perfect, yeah. Uh, as you walk around the house, you can tell that this land itself is cursed. Uh, it is desecrated ground. Um, the actual tower itself as you kind of like go through and look through it, it seems to be magically being held together. Um, <laughs> being that that's, this is a layer of hags, as you're looking at it, the, the illusion is that it's gross, it's decrepit, it does have a magical resistance to it, more or less, that um, if you were to attack it, these stones would take more than normal damage. 
Uh, but being that you have now claimed this layer, you can tell that the magic is deteriorating or will be deteriorating over time if the spell is not recast uh, to keep this ground desecrated and or to keep the tower's maintenance. Okay. I do have immunity to poison, so I don't really need to worry about the ichor that's on the ground, right? Uh, at this point, it is rapidly fading. It oh, only okay. lasts for two minutes. Uh, so oh, I got it, you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. It kind of bubbles off and turns into steam uh, with this gross, acrid smell. Uh, as Irina comes down the stairs, she'll kind of look at uh, whoever's down in the basement. She says, what do you want me to do with this child? And sets this very large, chunky child down uh, on the floors in front of you. Take him to the makeshift camp that we're making. Okay. Uh, and Irina will take him over there. Now, with the detect magic, Cody, as I'm walking through the the windmill, is there any other magical items that we can find? I know they have some of their stuff under, like, a alarm spell. Is there anything in that area? Yeah, so each of the windows uh, is trapped, as you kind of get up to the second level, with an alarm spell. Um, it's pretty standard practice. You know, the threshold of the doorway itself has an alarm spell on it. Each of the windmill windows has been fully cast for that, which will detect, you know, whoever is attuned to the spell for when this spell is tripped. Um, you okay. can make out kind of... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying okay, as in... Okay. Oh, gotcha. Uh, there is a small altar, uh, which actually turns out to be the oven itself, which they use for dark magic practices. Um... This you think that this is what the magic being imbued to these pies not only is where the pies themselves have a physical change from being children parts and vegetables into looking and smelling like delicious meat pies, um, but in and of itself, the magical nature of it is it's like a giant casting focus for the coven to use transmutation is um, magic. Other than that only other really magic things here there are some components upstairs kind of mixed in where Taurus was looking on the second floor um, alchemy components beakers and things like that um, powders for making spells and potions so are these something that are easily carried or are they like in crates yeah I mean you could take them they're just common components for spells okay. is there something yeah, specific I'll, I'll... you're looking for though uh let me see i would be looking for uh, charcoal, incense, or herbs. Uh, yeah, all three of those would be there. Okay, so I'll, I'll take those, and then any sort of uh, powdered silver or iron shavings, or powdered iron, I guess. So there's no iron, uh, but there is a very small bottle of silver powder. Okay, I'll take that as well. And... Oh, as long as there's nothing else in the third and fourth floor of note magic-wise, I'll go ahead and go to the uh, the makeshift camp and begin a ritual casting Find Familiar. Cool beans. Which will take an hour. You got it. Uh, Taurus, one more thing you find. You do find a stone knife for ritual sacrifice. Cool. I'll take it. It's not magic in any way. It's literally just kind of like a shitty stone dagger. I'll try and sell it somewhere. As I'm sitting there preparing the fire, the first thing I toss into it once it begins to burn is the two meat pies that I had been saving. And the 
cloak that I was gifted is a deep blue in color as my shoulders are hunched over and I am tending to my wounds. Marius, as you cast these pies, cast it into the fire! As you cast them into the fire, um, they have a purple smoke that issues from them as they begin to burn, as they revert back from being this cursed object into becoming its raw material components. You think that your making of this fire, the ritual nature of you being a cleric, that fire is a form of purification. And while these pies are not a major magic, they are a minor magic or glamour, more or less. Um, your hands in making that and your divinity have kind of cleansed these pies of their poisonous nature. How sad this place is. How many lives have been lost here for these witches to be staying in this place? I will cleanse this land one day. I will come back here. Irina, thank you for protecting the child. I think it is our duty to take it with us to Velaki. Maybe we can find a place for for him? Is it a him? He? She? Her. For her. Do you feel confident in keeping a watch on her while we travel? I would not want her to come under any more harm. She's had enough done to her. Uh, I, you could tell Irina's crying. Uh, you know, from this whole experience, being that she, this is not the trip she asked for. She has been under stress from dealing with Strahd continually coming after her. Now she's found more witches. She longs for a time and place for this town to be rid of its evils. And she looks at the child and she says, yes, we can make room for her. We will take care of her. We will find a place for her to safely go. I will try and cure her of this effect that is placed upon her tomorrow morning. I do not wish for her to stay like this. She needs help. I will see if the Night Mother will bring me guidance tomorrow. She nods. Okay, anyone else? Burn, what are you doing with this great tragedy that you basically have dealt with? I'm kind of just kicking that bitch's head around. <laughs> Not in my own business. Yeah, you can try to find a hole to shove her down. Do you burn the witch? Or do you... Is there anything you're doing to this body to make sure that it doesn't rise in some other form? Um, I'm just stabbing it a bunch, I think. <laughs> just carving just, your initials into it? <laughs> yeah, just... It's like, poke, 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 making sure she's like, you alive? You okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> A thud as your sword uh, thud crack as bones break. Yeah, kind of dismember her all together. Um, someone's got to do it. All Dexter style. Um, <laughs> you want the plastic wrap and yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I guess just take her body to the. Uh, we're burning this place down, right? Yes. Yeah. So I take her chunks and I uh, put them inside to be prepared to burn this place down. Uh, I have a question. Ask away. Uh, Taurus, you said that there were two children. Where's the other one? The other one, unfortunately, was eaten by a swarm of rats. Yeah, dead. Dead. Rat oh. food. Yeah, it was crazy. 
Should we do something with the, the remains or just leave it in the tower when we burn it? There are no remains to us. The rats ate it all. Have you, you ever seen have... rats eat? They're like pigs. They even eat the bone. No, I've only ever eaten rats. Uh, well. Hey, if you're hungry, there's a freaking tower full of them. <laughs> we should start the fire on the tower now and keep watch of it overnight. We need to remain vigilant. There should at least be two awake at all times for our rest this evening. Understood. And no running off, Taurus. <laughs> okay. Um, Is my spell done? Don't don't worry, yes. I'm staying here. Okay, I'm, I'm I will uh, rise and say, if anyone has any other loot they'd like to seek, please let me know now, otherwise I will begin burning down this windmill. Now, now if, if I can ask, what shape Burn is it. this tent? Is it a cone? No, it's a triangle? <laughs> square? Cone. Cube? It's, it's an down. equilateral triangle. Is it a lean-to coming off? What are you doing with Trundle also? He's just kind of off the bottom. You can bring him next to the, the camp. Feed him okay. grain and... Yes, give him, give him some food. Maybe something that the hags have, so we don't have to use our supplies. Yeah, they they have a ton of oats, um, which you know, some barley, some hay, or not hay. I'm sorry, some wheat. Uh, very common, you know, grains and seeds and um, things of that nature. That you know what this is actually used for. Uh, cool. As you kind of go up to the second level where the mill is um, over here, Zach, if you want to zoom out a little bit. Uh, to the right, third panel on the bottom. Um, as you're retrieving items from within the house, as you kind of prep it, I assume that you guys are going to... Well, no, we'll get back to that. Uh, when you dip your hand in, you can actually feel that this dust that in here, whoever is doing this, is actually made of bone. Mixed some wheat. Uh, you can make out some skulls since the, the mill hasn't been running today. Uh, you think that any of the children, they used every part of it and all part of the pie. The crust, the filling, uh, nothing went to waste here. Very resourceful hags. And you think that that might be where the name Bone Grinder came from. So how are you going to burn down a mostly stone tower? What's your what's your process here, Marius? For me? How am I burning the tower down? Or whoever, I guess. Uh, I pose the question to all of you, then. I would imagine that the, the interior framing's probably wood. So Correct. If we set that on fire, the rest will go. The rock fire will come bolt. down after. Yeah, fire bolted, that's all. Okay. Easily done. Are you using any propellants? Like you well, have lamp oil or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, we'll take any of the any oil or accelerants we find in the tower and just spray it all over on every level. Make it just douse it. I have... Uh... I have something I can use. Uh, this lower level here, taking a look at it, there seems to be some wooden things and items. I will attempt to pile them together along the central pillar of, of the mill. And from a distance, I will uh, toss an alchemist fire into the, oh, er the area. As I do have... Uh, I have two alchemist fire. I'll throw the first one and see how it lights. I will throw a firebolt in as well. 
Okay. So I'll you gather and break, I assume, everything you can find in this lower area that is made of wood, any of the boxes of food upstairs or nightstands, whatnot, that you can take and just kind of chuck them down the stairs as they break. You pile them around the central shaft of this uh, unit. As you throw this bottle of liquid fire, it hits in a green flame, a very ethereal, disgusting green flame begins to burn. Um, it's it's pseudo-terrifying, actually, being able to see this. And it, not only is it burning the wood, but it, it begins to burn away the stone uh, from the base of the fire. Your firebolt hits, Ozol, uh, igniting you know one other patch as a little bolt of red, or your flame's blue? Blue. Being that you're your wizard, okay. A little bit of blue fire begins to catch down here. Uh, as the windmill goes up in flames. Now let's keep a keep a watch on it for the rest of the night. I will begin to take the first rest, as I am extremely spent. I will take the last watch of the night, if that is okay uh, with everyone else. So that way I can prepare my spells before we hit the road. I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna go into my trance for the for four hours, and then I can uh, take watch later on. Okay. Cody, remind me, you can short rest during a watch, correct? We are doing an extended rest, a long rest. But yes, you can maintain the watch. You can do light activities, you just cannot cast spells, like, do any rigorous work. It needs okay. to be... So you're able to maintain the watch and do small things during extended rest. But if we were to fight, that would interrupt our rest. Okay. So well, I'll take first watch. Keep an eye and an ear out for Bella. I'll join on the first watch. Yep. And I'll have uh, Vor using True Sight to see if he spots any of the uh, the witch return. What are the uh, hit points you get back from uh, eight hours rest? That is a full rest, so you regain all hit points and spell slots. Okay. All right, your alchemist fire begins to spread uh, about a quarter of the way through the night in the first watch. The bottom floor begins to you know, kind of light with this green ethereal fire. The stairs go up. Um, the upper level seems to be burning, as you can see smoke, this acrid yellow smoke pouring out through the second and third floors. Uh, it hasn't reached all the way to the top, but you can hear groaning and popping and hissing of the fire uh, as this alchemical nature spreads. Gotcha. Oh, gosh dang it. What am I on? What am I on? Token objects? Oh, fuck. I've been on something else. That would be why none of my drawings came through. Gotcha. There we go. How does the first watch go by? Fairly... Unadulterated. Gotcha. Who's taking second watch? I will. And four will join you as well. How, so how long is each watch? And Irina? Yeah, Irina will take second watch as well. So kind of watch over the camp area and 
Cody, how long is each watch? Uh, each watch, approximately, if you're sleeping for eight hours, is about two to three hours. Okay, so I'll take the last watch. I need four hours. You could join them after an hour of the second watch and be there for second and third watch. That's right. I'll be there for those. Do our temporary hit points go away, or do they stay if we still have them? They will go away. Okay. Yep. I'll subtract those. So how much health do I get back? Back yeah, to full hit health. Points. All of Yay. your spell slots. All the temporary hit points are gone. Cody, do you want me to replenish my luck rolls and reroll portent or not yet? The, yes, please. We'll just do it right okay. now. We'll back up to three luck points, and my portent will be d20 times two. That's going to be a 19 and a three. Nice. Look at the rolls. Yeah, that is really good, actually. Um, the only thing that changes during this watch is a raven comes and perches kind of on this destroyed cart that's south of you. Um, it caws every once in a while out into the darkness. But Can other we're than investigate that, that, or is it not worth investigating? Not really. It just kind of is calling out... Um, well, go ahead and give me intelligence, or, um, Stolas, how do you respond to this, since you're asleep right now, Bozal? And then, like, Vor will cock his head, but you have given him a task to keep watch, so he'll kind of, like, look one direction. Um. You're asking for Stolas's opinion, or? Yes, since you're oh. asleep. Yeah. And I'll, I'll narrate for, for Vor here. Oh, Stolas, you mean you hear the bird making noise? Yeah, it like uh, it hops on one foot and looks south and like ka. Yes, I'd and like. It looks to... back at you and then looks back towards the south. Hmm. Yes, I'd like to investigate that. Seeing as how Stolas is probably sensitive to the uh, ways of birds. Uh, do I have to roll anything or? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll investigation. Uh, are you moving towards it? Or are you staying in the camp? No, I'm gonna kind of move over there since. I'm on second watch anyway, so. Uh, which one again? I'm sorry. Uh, investigation. Investigation. Twelve. Um, it's hard to make out shapes, even though you have very good sight at night. Uh, but these seem to be further off. Um, rustling in the bushes. You can make out, you know, the, the call of wolves that are very distantly far away. Um... The only thing that really catches your keen sight is a flicker of torch way off uh, it's south into the woods. Um, you know, as you know, at night, flames, the light travels very far at night, especially with how dark it is. But kind of the mist is a little bit obscuring along with the dense forest. But you can kind of make it out. It seems to be um, headed, if it's south of you, it's headed to your east. Okay, so it's moving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who else is up again for second watch? Uh, that would be Vor, who has also taken an interest. Um, it kind of will fly over next to you and is looking in the same direction you were looking. And Irina will take note of you guys doing that, and she says, what do you see? There is a flame moving in the distance. Maybe a torchlight, or it's just one, though. 
And Thoris. Thoris will also be awake. It's very distant. Yeah, I'm awake now. How far is it? Can I tell with my uh, elven man vision? And also the fact that I have uh, like a ranger kind of. What, I, uh, what is that skill I have? Uh, yeah. Fey Ancestry. No, no, that's not it. Uh, Mask of the Wild, yes. Yeah, being that you're a wood elf, you're pretty good at judging distances. Uh, you'd say it's anywhere between a half mile and a quarter mile away. Kind of somewhere that is hard to tell with the topography of the terrain and being night and being in a place that you are not familiar to. These woods mm. feel perverted in a way. Uh, it could be just to the nature that this place is desecrated. Um, but it doesn't seem to be coming towards you. Should we check it out, Stolas, or should we just let it be? I could go have a look if you want. I don't know if it's a good idea to abandon everyone while they're asleep, the two of us. Well, if you stay watch, I could go and check. It might be wise to be a little proactive if something's coming. Who knows what that thing is? Why is there a light out in the middle of the woods? Is it near? Is it in the woods or off the road? It's you can't quite tell. The road that you're on actually is like a swooping road. Let me see if I can get the uh... <laughs> move you guys over to the map here. I mean, Stolas, I can move pretty quick through the, the woods, and at night, no one will see me, so. Yeah, I don't think anyone has to tell you to stay out of sight, so. <laughs> so I'll try not to, to, the map I'll try not to get into any more carriages. <laughs> That's probably for the best. <laughs> After our last... Uh, so, Zach... Go ahead and scroll over on the map if you don't mind. You'll see Trundle. So the light that you're seeing is coming from over here. Okay. And each As one of these, the... uh, each hexagon is how uh, how much distance? Um. Oh, I don't remember what I made them. I, you can move five a day, so there, there, there are days, uh, a full day away from you. But it. Okay, okay, forget. That. Right. There's no. But because it's an elevated position, you can see it. It's not anything okay. of your important, but. Okay. It's too far, still. Let's just stay here. Make sure no one gets killed. Sounds good to me. Okay. And All right. Your watch passes peacefully. Who's my third and final watch? I'm on final watch. Again. I am also on the last watch of the evening. Marius, as you are... Well, do you want me to do this live with everyone? Or do you want me to wait? Well, I think it's going to be something rather noticeable, is it, Mon? <laughs> it is. You have not had anything but nightmares since you have come to Barovia. Everyone does. It's, it's just the nature of the plane. But tonight, you are sleeping under the stars, a little bit of, you know, tent canopy kind of flapping as you guys have made your impromptu shelter. You feel yourself leave your body, Marius. 
you go high above the mist cover plain, above the village of Barovia, above the continent, as everything fades away into this crystalline sphere of gray shadow. You travel past the cosmos and the infinite plain, and you awaken in a field. I awaken in the field. Yep. Is it day? Is it night? In front of you is a celestial mountain. Tall, wide, everything around you is bright. It is it's high noon, but the sun itself almost seems as if it's coming from the peak of this place. You can see beings moving through the sky at great speed, just as little golden comets almost. You can make out wisps of other souls as they passed on to Mount Celestia. And then you see her shining black, incandescent against this bright sky, almost as a shadow in contrast to the mountain. She has no face, but it kind of has this green aura uh, under the hood that pulses at you. Six large wings extend from her back. This is your night mother. This is a shadow of what she formerly was, but still a sliver of her power is retained in the celestial realm. I I bow before her and drop to my knees. My lady, I have been searching for you in these lands. What has happened to you? My child, it issues forth in a, a neutral, deep voice. And as she speaks, it sounds like crickets and streams at night, the, the howling of wolves and winds, the, cl- uh, the clap of thunder in the distance uh, as her voice resonates in your ears, and it starts out harsh and then mellows almost into a lullaby that would be carried across the night sky of mothers singing to their children. As it reaches you, you feel sadness and sorrow in her words. She says, my reign has been corrupted. My temples desecrated, my followers denied. Heresy has taken over. Find the root of this cause, my child, and you shall be my chosen. While she doesn't touch you, she reaches out a large oak branch and it taps you in the middle of your forehead. And you suddenly out of nowhere are sucked from this plane of beauty and this afterlife that you have so longed for as a cleric as you awaken on the ground in your sleeping bag being thrust forward pain speds through your body Marius your eyes begin to change your skin begins to glow as two large wings begin to rip forth while you're not in your armor because you cannot sleep in armor according to the rules your shirt is torn from your back as two large black feathered wings erupt. Your eyes shine a dark green all the way through. Your orbs have been completely changed as your celestial nature has been unlocked. Welcome to level one, Marius, of being a celestial. The first transformation in the game because of meeting some of your goals in the background that we have talked about. Go ahead and tell the people what that means to you if you would like, or what we can fuck? I be a go celestial. with that as we go forward. So, as we are looking here, my I have sprouted black wings with red tips feathers along the edge. Ah, the Night Mother, it's good. 
It is my turn to keep watch, I believe. My eyes glow with a green color now instead of the red it once had from her blessing. I know that my path is right. Oh, I feel lighter as I kind of stretch and the wings flutter. Stolas, I think I will need some assistance in you teaching me how to fly. Stolas is asleep. Eh, I will wake. Wake Stolas <laughs> later. You, you emerge from your place of slumber to see Taurus keeping watch. <sighs> I am hungry. What the hell's going on, man? Who are you? Well, I'm still Marius. But the Night Mother is yeah, blessed wings. me. You look like Stolas now. That I do. What is I have been everybody transforming? <laughs> I have been blessed by, by my deity. I know that the path that we are on is true and correct. Wow. I will sit. Uh, Taras, maybe you would like some, some better sight for a bit. I'll uh, oh, okay. place my hand on him and... Uh, grant him advantage if we encounter anything with vigilant blessing and then even though everyone is asleep I will grant them all the eyes of night as they will have 300 foot dark vision until the light comes in the next hour or two cool thanks man I will begin my watch readying my weapon man you guys have to stop these characters are getting so hard to draw. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, I'll still ask it for transformation. <clears throat> I'm jealous. That's okay. You're, you're a chronomancer, don't worry. Cool shit for everyone. Alright. Uh, yeah, you, Marius, is the sentinel of good of the night. Uh, Overwatch the woods of this area, and the plains, and the tower, as the tower is fully engulfed in green fire. Uh, it begins to crumble in on itself. Uh, you hear creaking noises and rocks slamming down as it falls in upon itself. Uh, this issuing scream comes forth that shakes the entirety of the grounds that you're on uh, under the tower as it actually physically begins to sink and turn black in the ground. Uh, there is nothing left by morning other than a um, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 foot across hole that goes down about 40 feet. And what sunlight breaks in Barovia begins to peek through the mist of night as your next day comes. Well, that was an morning. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everyone. It is a wonderful morning. As Marius, kind of what has happened? My, ruffle my feathers. Ah, I had a dream. The nut mother came to me during our slumber. The path we are on is true. I have been blessed. Solas, I will need your assistance in teaching me how to fly, as I, I have never flown before. 
I've never seen a human with wings. I think I might be a bit more than that now. But. Well, your feathers are beautiful. You will attract many gorgeous bird women. Marius, Thanks. are these wings <laughs> Thank you. on you? Is it a transformation, or are they there all the time now? It, it, it is a part of my person, my being. They're attached. I can feel them as I, like, spread them out and close them in. I don't think my armor will fit anymore, though. I will need to travel uh, with a lighter load for a while until I can get some new armor custom-fitted. Well, I would be happy to help you learn how to fly when you're ready. I would like that. Let's hit the road, everyone. Uh, how is the little girl doing after she has had a night's rest? Um, Irina has had to subdue her as she begins to go through the effects of withdrawal of not having a pie for the last eight hours. Mm. Um, she's shaking, and her eyes have gone. Oh, God, uh, she's got Kuru. Like full, full bloodshot. Um, <laughs> she begins vomiting out whatever's left in her stomach uh, and has gone very pale. She looks very, very fatigued. You, you would say child. exhausted in game terms. Poor child. I will, maybe something here can can be affected. Uh, I will attempt to uh, use a medicine check on her to see if I can uh, figure out the way to ease her pain. Do I think a lesser restoration would ease the withdrawals? You can try it. Okay. As I roll nice. a tw 20 on my medicine check. You think, in your mind, um, there's not a lot you can do through her. Uh, this more or less is a magical withdrawal from a drug, essentially. Um, these children were being fed something different than more than just the pies. Uh, being fattened up, physically being altered and changed, almost being raised as, like, Kobe beef for slaughter, to put it in a gross term. Um, she's almost feral in nature with how hard she's going through withdrawals. But I you don't think lesser restoration is going to fix it. Okay, then. I, I think we will need to bind her as much as it pains me to do so, but... Keep her on the cart and keep an eye on her. Give her time. We will control and monitor her food and water. Irina, I will split this, this load with you if you will help me. And we'll take turns keeping watch on her. Irina looks at the, the Stolas and Marius and Ozal and she says, Can we put her to sleep? If we, if we could make her sleep, maybe it wouldn't be as bad. That sounds like a good idea. Until the effects have worn off, I don't. I don't know how long they will last. Perhaps we could find a church or a temple in the next town, and they could take care of her from there. I don't Can't think you cleanse her. Is paladin. Why oh, is it? Hold on. Why is it burn? Just cleanse her. Can I do burn? That? You could try. What what spell is that? What you would try to do? Um, well, I, I, Without giving away too much, lesser restoration will not work, but you do have the ability to impart health onto people by lay on hands. You could potentially lessen the effect 
of whatever is happening to her, maybe by a little bit, by using five points of Lay on Hands to try and neutralize if there's any poison in her system. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> but it may not work. Burn, you're such a paladin, I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... I really want to save my Lay on Hands. Uh-oh. We potentially have a full day of travel ahead of us with no conflict, so... You have four and a half days of travel ahead of you. Are you sure no conflict there? You seem pretty confident. Potentially, I do not know. You never know how dangerous the world could be. But are you willing to let the child continue to suffer for the next four and a half days? If you could solve the problem now? <sighs> Dear God, fine. Dear Bahamut. Oh, and the raven takes off as day breaks. Ah. Okay, so five lay on hands. See if that yes, works. Sir. Okay. What do you what do you say to channel your lay on hands to this child? Bahamut be with this child. Yeah. And you're... Oh that's it. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Nope. <laughs> wow. Bahamut. Be with this child and use your flames to he uh, take away this or your use your healing flames to take away this pain. I'm assuming he's a dragon, so he has fire, but <laughs> he has a dragon. Good job, Dean. Good job. Yes, you you say this as your voice roars forth with the force of a dragon as much as it can from your Goliath nature. Your hand is wreathed in this white fire uh, much akin to your platinum deity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as you touch the child, she is also wreathed in a white glow. Uh, the effects begin to lessen somewhat uh, as the the foaming in her mouth begins to stop, uh, she stops vomiting. Whatever poisonous nature has happened with this child seems to cease. The, the withdrawal effects will still take place over many days. Sweet. Cool. You're a kind man, that burn. I try. Still awesome. You could eat her. God. <laughs> I'm not uncivil. I, I meant Padar, anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. What's next? What do you guys do now? Day has broken. You tear down camp. You have breakfast. Believe you it's put time. The, fire out? Uh, the windmill fire? No. No, has not it, that one. The campfire. Did it fall through the night? Did it ever collapse in on oh, itself? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, I don't know if I described that very well, but yes. It, the, the tower itself burned with green flame all night, and it, about three-quarters of the way night, through the night, the alchemist fire began to eat through the stones uh, to kind of this outer shell that it was magically protected. Uh, was kind of all that was standing. Being that the structural integrity of this structure is gone now, that shell had fallen in on itself. There was a large scream that issued forth that shook the night uh, and the ground. Uh, there is nothing but a pile of rubble that has sunk 40 feet down and 30 feet across as these embers of this alchemist flame still kind of burn. There's still this yellow, acrid smoke, but the tower itself is mostly gone. But it is in a 
a ditch now, a pit, so the yes, fire should not be spreading any further. Yes, I was referring to the campfire, sorry. Okay, cool. As long as the fire does not look like it's going to spread into the forest surrounding, I think it's fine. And we can break down camp and leave. Cool. You do that. Yay, let's get out of here. And you travel on the road again. Let me move the player's tab to here. Nope, wrong one. Wrong one. Okay. Your first day on the road. You move. One, two, three, four, five to there. Uh, the only thing you encounter on this day uh, is a hunting group on the road. They uh, seem to be, they're kind of in the trees, paralleling alongside of you as your cart trundle trundles by. Um, you can make them out, kind of spread through there. They are cleaning a deer, and they don't really say a lot to you. They just kind of nod at you as you go along the road. Um, <coughs> and that night itself is also uneventful. Your second day, you move one, two, three, four, five, and things change a little bit as you arrive here. I need to grab two players. Uh, go to the copy. Yep. Cody, real quick, while we're doing the day one traveling, can you give me an identify ritual cast on the on both items that I got? to tell me more about yes. them before we do what we're about to do. So the Wand of Lightning Bolt and the Heartstone. So the Wand of Lightning Bolt itself is actually not a true Wand of Lightning Bolt. It is a lesser Wand of Lightning Bolt, um, okay. which I will link you stats for. Okay. A um, little bit smaller than your typical item um, if, if you've looked up the stats for the normal Wand of Lightning Bolts. Uh, but yes, essentially up to three times per day. It has a recharge rate. Um, overusing the wand or taking the wand to zero has a chance that it couldn't be destroyed. Um, okay. The and then the heartstone, heartstone, if you actually click on the eye, I added the physical item to your character sheet. So go into your character sheet. Oh, okay. Under core... Yep, and it'll be on the bottom oh, under items and if you yep. hit the little eye it'll tell you what it does the lustrous black gem allows the night hag to become ethereal while in its, it is in its, her possession the touch of a heart stone also cures any disease is that a one time use item or a permanent it item is a one time use oh Am, is my fiction a disease I said you I wonder try. if it could, it could cure your poison your snake uh, features. And if I try and it doesn't, it just goes away forever? Or if it doesn't actually cure it, it doesn't get consumed? You would probably have to play with it a little more to know. It's a relatively new item. I mean, you you have the natures, you know what it does, but you... Let me, let me actually backtrack on that. I apologize. Your change is not a disease. It is an effect of a magical nature. So no, okay, the so heartstone no, okay, will not fix gotcha. that. And then, can you link me the lightning bolt so I can just take a read at it? Uh, yeah, I have to make it. But yes, essentially it's okay. the normal wand of lightning bolts, but lesser. 
Okay, so three a day instead of seven. Correct. Okay, that's fine. That's all I need to know for now. So, and there's um, some other stuff with it, but I'll link that. Yeah. Yep. You guys approach. Um, are you keeping this child tied up in the back with Irina? Are you putting her to sleep out of curiosity just for spell resource management each day? Or what, what are you doing to help this child today? Well, the sleep spell only lasts for a minute. So I, I don't know if the child would be able would stay asleep afterwards, if they would wake back up. It's also an area of effect spell. Because uh, I, I could very well put Irina to sleep <laughs> if I cast sleep. Because all of us are higher uh, hit points. I also don't care to put Trundle to sleep. But... You saw right through that one, Mario. Stank. Yeah, you're not get pulling a fast one on me now. I, yeah, hey, you know it's funny. I just figured I'd see what happens. I was born but um, not yesterday. She she has gone further into exhaustion, um, unfortunately. Uh, roughly to explain this to you, she has two points of exhaustion uh, I would from these. When I'm able, I would like to continue to tend to her through the days and, and provide medicine check or try and grant her advantage on her saves. If there's anything I can do to help lessen this and give her a better standing chance. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead and perform medicine and see if you can help her from taking a third one going forward. I will do that. A 24 as I roll a natural 19. Yeah, that's, that's hot damn. Uh, yeah, you're able to kind of get her in a comfortable position to where she at least will doze off. Uh, you're able to give her some soft um, food, you know, probably some of Trundle's oats mixed with whatever milk you have um, or water. Uh, you're able to use any and all you know restoration powers you have should you want to uh, without using any slots or anything like that, just kind of using your knowledge of medicine to help make her more comfortable. You've moved um, blankets over, covered her, made her secure, uh, and overall have provided a nature for her. So yes, going tomorrow, she will not take a third level of exhaustion. Uh, as Trundle edges forward, you come up on what looks like a chain gang. Uh, walking in the back, there are two men in armor, one of which right here is holding the end of a chain for what looks like a prisoner lineup, lineup. And then there are two men on horses that are kind of hard to make out. Are we meant not to see them? Because they're very dark. Uh, yes, I turned it on while I was talking. I still didn't spoil what was happening. Gotcha. During the day that we encounter them? During the night? Yes, this is as you leave along the road um, and are going forward, you see this contingent of people. Uh, what looks like four guards, three other people on horses. Uh, I'm sorry, five guards. And four prisoners. Five prisoners. Uh, and they're the walking towards the, us or away from us? They are walking towards Velaki on the road. Um, kind of a, <laughs> the guards in back kind of keep whipping the prisoners. Uh, one of them, the end guard has a whip back here. And he keeps hitting this guy, telling him to move. The other guard sees you arrive uh, as Trundle kind of gains on him and he blows a horn. The men on the horses stop and kind of turn towards you as they look at you approach. And the whole chain gang comes to a stop as attention turns to you. 
let's roll social initiative. So the way that this is determined um, is go ahead and just give me a charisma saving throw as your initiative. And I have to pull up the initiative tracker and type it in by hand. Jesus, I got a natural one. Dean got a natural 20. Marius got an eight. Terrace, Hell yeah, 20. that's 20. Terrace got a... F Did you get advantage, Terrace? Oh, sorry. You got a 15. 15. Still loss. There we go. All right. Burn has 27. Terrace has 20. Do you have advantage on your... Christmas saving throw? Nope. Oh. I think it was Barnum's 15. Like 15. Okay. Oh, you sound real digital, Terrace. Stolos. What did you have? Stolos at 10. Marius, what did you roll? 18. No, I, I, rolled, I rolled an 8. I just gave you an initiative oh. and adjusted the number myself. Apologies. Dingo. I know. Uh, Burn. Trying to be helpful. I appreciate it. Being that you are on the cart first, and you see this, what do you do? Um. This contingent of people has stopped. You can make out two armored men, one holding a spear. Uh, off to the right, or left down here, right, his left, uh, one holding a whip and chains along these prisoners. There are three large cloaked figures on horses and what looks like two other guards. Ahoy there! Um, this figure, cloaked on the horse, nods towards this guardsman, and he breaks off from the pack and holds his hand out. He says, Halt! What is your purpose of travel upon the road? Our purpose is not of your concern. Uh, he pulls out a writ. <laughs> uh, and shows it to you. And the gist of this writ is that this band of thieves, quote-unquote, uh, is being transported to Wallachi for the quote-unquote festival. So we are on official business. Yeah, and we're not interrupting you. State your business upon the road. I, we don't have to. Prepare for search and seizure. He nods as two of these gentlemen break off in horses towards you. I fucking jump off the cart and I fucking... On whose on. authority? On who... You, he <laughs> looks kind of back towards the cart, or are you flying? Or, Marius, describe how you're speaking to oh, this man. Oh, I am flying as I am practicing and trying to get to my balance on this. On whose authority are you searching and seizing us? This is an open road. He says, this is the mayor's road. Mayor Vargas of Vallaki's business. Creature. He kind well, of spits we are... towards the ground at you. Is that any way to greet a, a, pa a cleric and chosen of the Night Mother? The This gentleman over here speaks to you. 
He says, you are an abomination in the eyes of the church being. Depart from this road, or you will have my wrath. You're an abomination in my eyes. Yeah, so as you look at them, um, good call there, Dean. They're wearing these white masks over um, robes that are heavily armed. Uh, The masks themselves have a black smile with two crescent eyes in them. We are making our own way to the town. Maybe we will have a talk with this mayor. Uh, the guard kind of looks over towards what you now see as an inquisitor. He has an official seal, a holy symbol, uh, and they seem to be standing their ground. Let me grab one thing here real quick. Uh, Taurus, you're next to speak. How do you respond to this threat? Uh, I see nothing. I'll wait to see what do next. Still us. I think. <clears throat> Uh, sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> um, yeah, so where's Burn standing at this moment? Like, is he still back there, or did he technically move? No, I'm right up front. Uh, yeah, he's right up front. I can hear. He's driving Trundle. Okay, I'm going to kind of join him up there to get a better view of these guys. Uh, do any symbols that they're wearing or anything look familiar to us or me? Uh, so this is what they look like. They are clad in a white and blue robe. They have this weird smiling mask. Uh, and each of them carries a badge of honor on their right pauldron. Um, that has the same symbol but inlaid in silver with a chain running across it. Um, of their quote-unquote deity maybe or symbol of office. Cody, <coughs> I don't understand. Yes. Some, of, some of these tokens have the look of the child that we have and others look like they're in green day which are some of these guards or some of these slaves i don't understand so the ones that look like the child you have are the default token for a commoner okay gotcha Um, yours is different because it's a non-combative female sure right so i guess because one of these right here or it's not letting me blip it this one right here is talking to us, so that's a guard, right? That's a guard. That's this a guard. This is a guard. This is a guard because they're guard. chained up. Yep. Okay, and then these are the inquisitors Correct. on the horse. Right. Okay, perfect. I just want to make sure I understood the situation. Thank you, you got it. Okay, so I'm just going to try to uh, talk to this this fellow here right in front of me. Uh the guard we're, or the inquisitor? The, the guard. Uh, we're okay. not we're not from this country. We have no reason to interfere in your work. Uh, we didn't realize that this road was under any protective order by um, the mayor. So, yeah, he pulls out uh, a very official looking envelope and will like kind of throw it towards your cart, Dean. Uh, it lands at Trundle's feet, and he says, "This is an official order. You need to wait one day on the road until we can." make some ground away from you. Make me. Is that what you say? Let me let me get the approval to my friends over here. 
I turn around and look like, are we gonna let these dudes bully us? Lady Irina, maybe you could take a, a moment to speak to your fellow uh, Barovian members here. She looks at you, looks at them, and she says, just do what they say. I've heard rumors of their inquisition. This is not the battle we want. Fine. We will wait. Safe travels. Alright. The chain gang picks up its pace as the two inquisitors hang back and they begin to head on the road. Um, 15 minutes-ish pass as two inquisitors stay on the road. Uh, oops. I don't want to get you guys. Move to GM layer. Uh, just kind of staring. They don't say anything. They literally stand sentinel. Um... One looks at the other, and they go ahead. Can I see the, any holy symbols upon them? How any, are you trying to... Um, you can see a symbol of office, like I described earlier. as a silver chain that goes from one side of the chest to the other with an official symbol that looks like the mask. And it kind of has like a ribbon hanging down from it. Mm. You go ahead and roll religion. Let me see if I can tell you more that way. Religion. As I roll poorly, I roll a four. You get the idea that these, part of their outfit that they're wearing, they seem to be some sort of either paladin-esque in nature or cleric. I mean, they're inquisitors, right? But your idea for what their holy symbol is seems to be the mask itself. Much like how some clerics will carry the image of their god on their shield... Or, like, on a, an emblem, their image of their god seems to be the mask. And it's not the one that I recognize, so th there is some new deity amongst the people of Valaki, compared to the Night Mother of the Morning Lord. Correct. Hmm. Curious. I'll keep that to myself, but... I guess it's time to start making camp. How early in the day were we on the road here? You have traveled one whole square, so maybe two hours. Mm. Do you think we can take these men? I do not think it is wise to fight people that are... Uh, we are heading towards their city, as I whisper that to them. They would be wondering, they'd be wondering where their friends were if they did not catch up to them. Too many of them. Terrace, unplug your mic and replug it in because you sound real digital. Um, not there we go. Okay. No, you sound pretty bad. Maybe refresh uh, your streamyard. That will bring you okay. back in. We, I can't. I can't really understand what you're saying. Burn. How long will we have to wait on the road? Say, so how long does it take for these guys to leave? The, the guy said a day. Well, that's how long we're supposed to wait, but... I imagine these Inquisitors at some point are going to leave us. It's already been 15 minutes. Why don't we just kill them? That's well, what I was telling you. 
then what happens to the line that just left when their friends don't show up? Perhaps they were taken by a direwolf. We were standing right here when they stopped us. I Is that stop really a, a thing to do? We don't want to cause any problems here. We're trying to go to the very same town that peace. they are going. I want problems, always! So as you guys kind of huddle in the cart and talk amongst yourselves, um, I'm, I'm going to assume this conversation, almost real time, has taken you know another five minutes. Both Inquisitors reach down into a saddlebag, draw forth something that kind of looks like a hanging sack or mask, throw it on the ground towards the letter, and begin to kind of trot towards the group away from you. See if they're leaving. Can I see what what it is there? Yeah, I'm already going to land and like investigate. Sure. What's happening. I, yeah. I will go and take a look at it. As I was standing uh, atop, atop the cart and I'll I'll just flutter down and land and take a look at these things. Yeah, let me put some markers down here for you. I will not actually touch them. I will just look at them upon the ground. I will say this is the letter. Uh, so the two orange or blue things are the quote-unquote masks. The other orange thing is the uh, letter that was thrown at you as they gallop off. Um, you look down at them and it's. it's how what, are you picking them up? You said you didn't want to pick them up, but how are you investigating them? They just look like a crumpled up piece of cloth almost that's been stuffed with something. I don't care about the mask. I care about the piece of paper. Oh, yeah. It's very nice looking. It's a uh, you know, vellum paper. Can with, I read uh, it? Is it face up, face down? It, it's, it's folded into like a scroll. There's an official seal on it with the symbol of the laughing god, as these character tokens say. Uh, as you pick up the scroll, or do you, like, I, spread it open? I do not touch it. I can mage hand to pick it up yeah. and open it. Well, so yeah. check, check and see if it's magical first, before we mess with any of these items. Okay, I will do that. I will cast Detect Magic as a ritual. Okay, yeah, you spend your ten minutes of concentration, you open your eyes as this blue kind of glitter phases over you, uh, you gaze upon the letter itself. The only thing magical on the letter is the seal. Um, you recognize the spell as an alarm. Uh, you, based on your passive perception, um, think to yourself in your mind, why would they put an alarm spell on the seal? And as you kind of ponder this question, you begin to realize that's how they know if you actually read it or not. Other than that, none of these objects are magical. I use Mage Hand to open the letter. Yeah, you crush the seal. Uh, it unfurls. Uh, as you do so, you begin to read uh, as it floats in front of you via your magical hand. On official orders of the office of Mayor Vargas, uh, whose last name is... It's not Vargas? No... Hold on, let me pull up my note sheet that I wrote down earlier today with all Vargas of my characters Vargas Velakovich. Yes, thank you so much, Max. Uh, by the office of Mayor Vargas Velakovich, 
You are hereby sanctioned to wait one day upon the road as prisoners inbound for the festival are being transported for your delight. Please do not bother my personal guard contingent of the Laughing God. They are here to spread joy and wonder to our realm. Yours, Mayor Vargas. Falakovic. Well, they're not very joyous. I can only imagine what that means, given what we've seen so far. As do you, do you pick up the the cloth at all that that was thrown at you? Sure, with mage hand. Ozol. Yeah, you pick it up. It seems as you hold it up, kind of in front of Trundle, it looks like a mask, a uh, very shoddily made one out of kind of burlap that's been dyed gray, and you can make out donkey hairs and an elongated snout. And it seems to be a donkey mask. How dare they! Did we I notice don't get any it. other prisoners wearing a donkey mask? That's a very good question. I think the only person, I mean, would have been maybe Stolas with her keen sight or Marius on top of the cart. Um, probably Burn. I Did would any say. Have you noticed yes. them wearing this mask? Do I recall them wearing it? Yes. It was literally, like, belted to their face in the chain gang. So the chain gang people were wearing the masks? Yes, mm -hmm. the prisoners. They were all wearing this mask versus the smiling mask the horse riders were wearing. Cue the music for Squid Game. I guess it's time to uh, break camp then. Yeah. Okay. What's well, one more day on the road? You are delayed. One I more day on the road. Continue to tend to the child, but still keep a vigilant watch over it to make sure that we're not being followed by Bella. Excellent. And in okay. fact, during my watch, now that I have my spells back, at some point I will cast uh, Sea Invisibility as a domain spell that I have. And it's an, I'll, for an hour I'll be able to keep watch. For the uh, see invisibility domain spell, it takes an action on myself. It lasts for an hour. For the duration, you see invisible creatures and objects as if they were visible, and you can see into the ethereal plane. Ethereal creatures and objects appear ghostly and translucent. And during the night, with my 300-foot uh, dark vision, I should be able to see her quite well if she's following us. Yes, yes, you should. You don't find a lot. Uh, and to ref Yeah, nope. She does not seem to be following you in any shape or form right now. That you can tell. What you can tell from where you're at is you can hear the noise of what sounds like a shoreline or water. Uh, the whispering of trees... And about halfway through your night, as you guys have made camp and are kind of waiting there, you make out the sound of hoofs from horses. Approaching your camp towards the middle of the night, riding along the road, since you've camped off the side of the road, you can make out kind of these gray-cloaked figures holding torches and what look like lances. Uh, and there are four of them 
that seem to be riding across the road. What do you do? We'll stay off the side of the road where our camp is. Okay. Where is the camp? Yeah. I don't see it. Say, during, we didn't make one. We're role-playing that there's one. It's just, you know, we uh, didn't uh, move uh. it or anything. Okay, okay. There's a circle. Is my mic better? I said it yeah. is, significantly. Okay, okay. 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 Um, one of the riders will kind of ride past your camp real slow. Uh, you can make out chainmail uh, that they're wearing, lantern. They kind of shine the lantern towards your camp as they all stop. Um, they turn around, one of them hoists a flag, and then ride back towards the direction they came. And that is how your night passes. They were checking to see that we didn't continue along the road. Oh, the flag that you can make out uh, seems to be... I mean, after collaborating with Irina, seems to be the crest of the town of Velaki. They must have been sent by the mayor. They will know that we are coming whenever we head towards the, the town then. Well, let's get going then. Yeah, right. I mean, we could just say we're there for the festival, so... How are they gonna know? Velaki's crest is a... Um, top part is white on the, the backing of the flag, the bottom part is blue. The top part has a blazing sun, and the bottom part, a blazing golden sun. The bottom part has a fish kind of jumping that's also gold. Would be the crest of Velaki. And you're delayed a day. That's really all that happens. Um, you get the sense that maybe they were some sort of long rider or town guard. It's not very uncommon for larger cities to have outriders or scouts um, that will do some patrols, especially if something like this, you know prisoner transport is happening. You make camp and head off for the day. Uh, your little girl does not get any worse, thankfully. I will continue to, to monitor her as we still have another two, three days worth of travel. Uh, yeah, two more days. They called me abomination. Is there something wrong with my new appearance now that I have these wings? I mean, Stolas has wings. I did not get such treatment. You are exceedingly beautiful now. I don't know what their problem is. <laughs> I love it. A little bromance action that's happening. I do feel a bit more charismatic, but eh, that is their their loss. All right, we'll go back to this map. Oh, here, let me pull you over here. And I need to... Sorry, I'm switching things here to pull up your other encounter for the day. And if roll 20 would load, that would be great. Oh no, we run into something else on the road. Uh, one family, and, one people. Yes. You run across three Vistani. And their draft horse. Brothers, good day to you. The Night Mother's protection on your travels. 
Uh, they greet you. One people, one family. Hello, brother. Are you headed to Vallaki? Our merry band is. You, you look Vistani, but you don't look Vistani. You have a glow about you and wings. Are you one of our people? You know our oh. call, but do you know oh, our song? Oh, our song. <laughs> <laughs> I know the song of wine. Ah, they cheer and they say, you are a strange one. What, uh, you come, sit by the fire, tell us your tale. And they've oh, kind of pitched camp off to the side of the road. Say, so how far along our, our travel are we for the day? Uh, you have traveled your full day. You are now one day closer and one day away from the town of Wallachie. Ah, then yes, I think it's good. Yes, everyone else, would you like to sit? I would. Camp with these people? With my brothers? Well, brothers, I am Marius Rudari. Who would you be? They are three nondescript Vistani. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is what I have written down in my DM notes. The players meet three Vistani along the road. Uh, Ian, Ian and Ian. Three triplet brothers all named Ian. Your parents were quite <laughs> cruel to name you all the same. Well, no, it is different letters. E-A-N, I-A-N, and U-A-N. So you are all in trouble at the same time, then, I gather. <laughs> no, no, they call us I, E, and U. Mm, mm. Well, anyways, you tell us about this town of Lucky. We have not been there before. Uh, what do you know? It is a strange place. The mayor is the kind of person who... Ah, moi, where to start? They have a weekly festival. Uh, to quote-unquote spread joy to the peoples of our town. But they are not joyous. Uh, many factions, many people, they have a very hard time with people who are not human, or who do not appear human. They have a hard time with thieves and beggars. Uh, they are trying to spread joy. Our people are only allowed in the town on market day. It is an open market, and we are only allowed to go into the town square. Hmm. Well, then. Uh, uh. That does not bode well for our adventuring band here, as uh, only one of us looks human besides the small girl. <laughs> and that it is, is uh, our two female companions. They're the only ones that look human. As uh, I got called abomination yesterday by these... Uh, these these men on horseback, wearing this strange mask. We might be able to help get you into the city, should you want, but each district is requires a pass. The mayor has sectioned certain areas off for his quote-unquote smiling inquisition. People who do not smile are punished. I don't fully understand why, but that is the the law. I have a beak. I can't smile. <laughs> uh, Ian with a U spits his wine out in laughter <laughs> as you say that. Uh, it goes into the fire and kind of hisses. Um, they say, oh, yes. Yes. Uh, they, they begin to kind of divvy out food that they have among them. Um, 
And they, they also take the time to mention that they are headed to Tears Pool uh, to meet with Madame Ava. Ah, lovely woman. I met with her myself. Oh, the mother herself. Yes, I, I was give it, gifted this ring, er, this earring, the, the black one, to signify coming to our homeland. They all kind of tilt their heads as several different colored rings clink across, um, symbolizing that they also have it, there being the third ring on each of their ears. Yes. Well, this is curious bit. Uh... Are there any of our people along the road further ahead? Uh, they kind of get quiet as you say that, and kind of shoot glances at each other. Um, yes, there are people of ours. Um, what I makes you hesitate, that... brothers? Roll persuasion. Insight? Or persuasion? Insight or persuasion. I, I will take either. Uh, I will provide you an insight. A 20. Uh, you are able to kind of break through Ian with an E's name. Um, he kind of breaks down and he says, they are interesting. Uh, they tend to deal in black market trade. Um, they acquire items that are not easily attainable, uh, as well as dealing with certain people who we shall not name. Oh. That is a curious bit. What does Madame Eva think of this? <sighs> the oldest one um, of the triplets, born first, uh, you know, with an eye, says, it, it is not our place to speculate on what the Great Mother thinks. And kind of shuts the, the conversation down. Well, said, thank Should you. you want to find them, they are southwest of the village. Thank you for that. Maybe I should see them. But getting in is going to take a remarkable thief. Or someone who can forge documents. And We happen to know one who lives off the road, should you want to find one. To have passes to say that you belong in this town. Do they not provide passes for those of, of the faith? Like I said, we are only permitted in the town on market day. He kind of says sourly, looking at you. Well, we happen to know a remarkable thief. Terrace. Yeah, but I can't force documents. I might be able to talk to whoever's head of the guild. The head of the guild is a very ruthless woman. Uh, I'm a very ruthless man. Hmm. Might, we might get along well. I don't know. She is not from here. She, like you, was brought here. Well, then we've got something in common. I think maybe I should give it a shot. I mean, thieves are thieves. You could speak with the Vistani camp to see if you could find her in the town of Wolaki. Her head art is somewhere there. I don't have these dealings like some of my other brothers, but... Um, I imagine that I could get into the town without a problem. Um, 
maybe I should forge ahead, see if I can uh, get a meeting with this woman, see what she says. It is under heavy occupation. It might be more difficult than you think, but as you say, Master Thief. Uh, he hands you a small green envelope, and he says, Here, this contains the password to our client who lives upon the road. Uh, he's a sketchy one, but he might be able to help you. This whole Perfect. job is forgeries. Excellent. I can use a forger. All right. Let's uh, let's go, guys. Let's let's do it. Let's move. Okay. Yes. Let's go. Jesus. Your night passes. Uh, they give you the location of this quote-unquote forger. They say that he's near the lake uh, in the woods, which whatever that means to you, they'll kind of be able to point it out to you um, just before coming to the town. So you guys travel two more days. I'm sorry, two more squares towards your journey of the day to here to meet with your contact. Um, a small curious creature um, doesn't take you much to find. He uh, is kind of singing along the roadside in the woods. Why will he not go on here? Uh... A goblin, dressed in purple robes, humming a tune and eating a fish alongside the road, looks up at you as you kind of trundle next to him and stop. Paris, you believe this is your client? Your, uh, I'm sorry, your contact. Uh, hello there. You recognize this green envelope? <laughs> he smiles and he says, ah... Just my kind of business I've been waiting for. Come, would you like some corn? I have some street corn. It's great. And he has these the big heaps of corn that seem to have different seasonings on them around a small campfire. Uh, and he says, how many documentations do you require to get into the city? One for each of you? Yes, we need uh, documents for everybody. And I want... Did, did we get the name of that thief? Sorry. You did not. Um, I, so I said, I'm look, we're looking... Uh, who is running the Thieves' Guild in Velaki? Uh, he holds out his hand towards you. You are? No. <laughs> oh, right. Hey, pal, yeah. look, Sorry. you know as Sorry. well as I know. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Hang on, hang on. Uh, so I chuck him uh, five gold. Uh, he looks at it and he kind of laughs at you and he says, Five gold for me to give up the name of my mysterious leader. That's that's what you want? Come on. Come on. Okay, hang on a second here, buddy. I keep forgetting five gold isn't that much. <laughs> uh, so is it just him that we're talking to or is it him and another person? It is, seems to be just him. And we're trying to get the name of somebody? Trying to get the name of somebody and passes to get into the city. Okay, I'm going to cast Suggestion to just have him give us both of those things. Okay. You fail. Okay, well, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> the, can I give you a reason why you fail? No, I'll just take it at face value. Okay. That's too bad. I had a flavor test uh, on here. Hang on a sec, guys. My entire 
Um, character sheet has gone blank. I gotta reload. Let's uh, roll D twenty. Hang on one sec. Uh, what are you looking for, James? I have your character sheet up. My character sheet, when I pull it up, is blank. Oh, you have two hundred and eighty-eight gold pieces. Okay. Let me just see. Here. Just trying to reload it because I won't be able to do anything if I can't use. I don't have my character sheet. Okay. Okay. How do you? Okay, oh, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So I'll give him. Uh, I'll give him uh, fifty gold pieces. Ah, he kind of sequesters it up his left arm into his, you know, bulging cloak. Her name's Lilith. Uh, oh, and uh, are we speaking in the thieves' Kent? Yes. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. So the others can't understand what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, they kind of sound like they're like making a very long time to talk and then mentioning things like the Baker's Guild and... Um, just weird track of conversation. It's very okay. long and drawn out, and you can kind of make out like they're almost not talking about anything. You know, Tiers is talking about different vintages of wine. Okay, so I ask him. Uh, I say, I ask. Uh, so what? What is her? What is the name of? I know it's a woman. What's her name? Her name is Lilith. Lilith. And can she help me get my friends into the into the town? Well, by the nature and extension of me, I happen to be the one who forges documents along the road. So all we need is your documents and we get in, even with the bird people here. Hopefully. I see. Because I, I was under the impression that uh, they didn't like the non-humans here. Like, I mean, Christ, you're a goddamn goblin. They let you in? He uh, tips his hat towards you, and his form completely changes uh, into that of a human. And he says, my good man, I have no clue what you're talking about. Uh, you're a shit I am but a lonely person along the road, minstrel extraordinaire. He tips his hat again, and he changes into that of an orc. And tips his hat again, and he changes that into a form of a goblin. I am anything I need to be to any person at any time. That's what makes me a good thief, my good man. Yeah, very good, very good. Is he wearing a hat? <laughs> he is wearing a hat. He has a large top hat. Ah, Over these kind of that. He's got purple hat. robes. Okay. A hat of disguise, perfect. Isn't Lilith so, uh, Terrace's like, muse? Or is that a different person? I don't know. Terrace can refer to his quest sheet. Terrace, so the name Lilith it. sounds quite familiar. Uh, yes, I have to re-examine my... Uh, the short answer is yes. That is the person that you were hunting for to get revenge yes. on Strahd. Yeah, Lilith, right. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Uh, but I don't want to give away uh, my uh, my disdain yet. Um, so what you're saying is you give us the pass we get in, everything should be good. Yeah. Where do we – can we get into a – can we stay somewhere where there will be an inn that will take us in or what? Where? What's well, the story? Well, yeah, it's a town. Of course there's an inn. It's the only the most, I know there's best an inn in the entire I was told of... that the people are only allowed in the marketplace, and I can't just bring Those are people, people with the green pass. People who are not, you know, human. 
as he tips his hat again. Of course, for commoners like us, the mayor is very accommodating for our kind. But, Perfect. of course, other means can be arranged. Where do I find Lilith? Where will she be? I need to talk to oh. her. <laughs> she will find you. Trust me, if you want to make a meeting with her, I will pass it along. I'm Please assuming you're going along. to stay at the Blue Water Inn, which is pretty much the only inn in all of Wallachie. It's beautiful. Great music, great food, great people. Perfect. And where's the Thieves Guild? Good wine? I can't. <laughs> Uh, he, um, as you're talking to him, you guys are kind of making hand symbols towards each other as part of your thieves camp. He gives you an upside down triangle, uh, which means that he's not allowed to tell you. And he says, it could be here, it could be there, it could be anywhere. It could be right behind me, but I am not at liberty to say. Fair enough. How much do these, uh, passes cost? 200 gold pieces a piece for a legitimate forgery. Something that is identical. You want something a little less quality? 100 gold pieces a piece. We got it. We mm, some of your human friends might be able to get by with that one under not much scrutiny, but the, the bird man and the owly man and the big man Sneak and the man. wizard man. Yeah, and a bunch of goddamn misfits. All right, 200 it is. Okay. Who's paying this man? It's 200 each. Is there a uh, a pass for those that they're worshippers? You will get 200 gold. You'll get a pass. You'll be fine. Just pay the he man. He looks at you and he says, And what is your divinity of origin? The night mother. Ah, uh, a little old school in nature. Not a lot of worshippers left. This temple that lays in this town, unfortunately, is a mourning lord. He's your opposite, yet equal. Um, perhaps I could write in something of a clerical nature for 150 gold pieces to try and get you by. The wings might be an issue, but that's uh, best I can do. I could... I, I think I could do that. Let me see. Um... I will provide the 150. What about you? And he points to you. Hey, pointy hat. He points at you. What is your purpose for the travel of Wallachie, good sir? I assume oh, he's talking to me? Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, this is our, our fake purpose, right, for the card? No, it's your real purpose, my man. It's whatever... Well, what do you do? Why are you coming to this town? I need a reason. And he kind of starts pulling out inkwells and pens and like a field desk, and he starts to write in very elaborate calligraphy. I am just visiting Velaki. Okay. That will get you into the market, but not to each district. I need a purpose. What, what do you do as a person? I'm a sorcerer, a wizard. Knowledge is Velaki a place of, of tell him magic you're gonna go crap? to the library or something, Ozal. He needs a place, give him something. Oz tell me or visit yes. the local uni university for what it doesn't matter. Is there a temple of magic in Velaki? It's not a temple, but we can get by with scribe looking for magic research. Very well. Arcane research. Marius, you are on cleric duty. 
Uh, he says, you horns, horns and wings, what's, uh, uh, what, what is your name and purpose? I'm pointing to you, Stolas. My name is Stolas. Uh, okay. Honestly, just, maybe I'm just going to the festival. Oh, oh, you might be in the festival at that rate. What exactly is it? How do I... Stolas. You don't want to know, Stolas. <laughs> Actually, Tell I do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The official KFC. reasoning, of course, for the festivals is to bring light and joy into the world. Right? It involves burning people in effigies, uh, other terrible things. One happens about once a week. They round up people, basically kill them to bring joy to the town. Last week, oh, it was a really good one. They put people in these tiger masks last week, and they made them run through the city like feral cats, uh, throwing rocks at them the whole time, and the whole thing was a wager to see which slave or prisoner would get to the finish line first, at which point they were doused in wine for victory and then burned. I won my bet, if you're curious. Uh, congratulations. Well, thank you. Um, I am, for the purposes of this pass, a traveling merchant who's come to buy goods and trot along to my next location to sell. Exotic merchant. Uh, he points to you, big man! What do you do? I'm the muscle. <laughs> Brute for hire, self-sword. I don't, I don't hit the sound of it. And of course, we have a resident baker. As he points to you, Terrace. Excuse me. Baker. Baker. Baked goods. Baker. Whatever. <laughs> and yes. if anyone asks, you are a dusk elf. Okay, they don't like wood elves in there. They don't have wood elves here, pal. All right, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just write it on the paper there, bud. Uh... He points towards Irina and she says, resident. And he says, resident. Pulls out a different color paper for Irina. And child? As he points to the girl uh, who's asleep in the back of the chair, and Irina nods. Orphan. Oh. Orphan. Okay. You can drop her off at the orphanage, I suppose. Ah, I won't charge you for a pass for her. That is very kind of you, sir. So we subtract 200 gold from our purse each? Yep. Here you go, good sir. I don't even he think kinda... I have... I don't even think I have 100 gold. 200. I know, so I said I don't even think I have 100. We need 200. I know! I'm saying I don't even have 100, so where the fuck am I going to get 200? Someone's got some money. I know Maris has got money. I, I will give you 100 gold. Hold on, wait. Let me see. Where's my gold? Oh, no. I have 600. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, How do you have 600? 
Six hundred. I only have thirty-eight left now. I haven't spent any gold. I only had three fifty. What the fuck? What the have, hell, man? I, I had five hundred seventy-three. I don't know. Probably Burns, from pay, Burns paying for my pass also. Bullshit. I really, I don't, I really don't know where I got that much gold from. That was your Break fault for being gold. a smartass and throwing the gold back at the table. That's true. Oh, you did. Oh, I think that's what happened. Burn took I my think gold. I got someone's gold. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's so. This this Gerblinite tips his hat, turning into a man again, begins to pack up his field desk, uh, but not before uh, pulling out a small bit of wax, heating it over a small candle he has, impressioning it. He pulls out a, like a, imagine a janitor's key ring, but it has different rings and seals on it that he begins going through and kind of looking at them. He makes them official, seals them, signs them with red ink, and then kind of fans them to dry. He folds them in the envelope that looks strangely like the one you were given on the road uh, and then hands them to each of you and he says, Now, it's very important you do not mix up your disguises because if you do, each of you is going to be set on a different skill set and have to come up with a different reason when you get to the gate. If anyone asks, I was never here. Tips his hat, turning back into a man again, packs up his things and walks off into the woods. All right, and I thank him in uh, Thieves' Kent. Thanks, sir, Chief. Appreciate we'll that. He shoots you like an inverted peace sign that makes a V, and then his peaky on the other side that makes an I. And he says, So six. And this so six to you, my friend. So six to you. And here is where we end this evening. You arrive to the gate. Bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. There bum, are bum. several people lined up. Um, That's the gate theme song, by the way. People. Bum, 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 <laughs> bum. I love it. Foreboding music begins to Providing play. a little ambiance, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is a 20-foot tall wooden parapet, essentially made of trees, uh, an iron gate with several guards across the top. There seems to be a line forming. Some of the guards, like the ones over here, uh, have dogs, and they seem to be conversing with these commoners entering the city. They each have different passes, um, reasons for coming in. They're searched and then ushered through the gate one at a time. Anyways, thank you all for listening to us tonight. Live and Let's Dice. I have been your dungeon master, Cody. I hope you have a wonderful evening, and we will see you next time where we oh. pick up at the large, expansive city of Valaki. Wait. Wait, I have something to show you. Yes. Hold on. Let me save this picture. Also, before we end the episode, I forgot to mention that they finally officially added an owl race to D&D. Yes, they did. We can update that this week if you'd like. Yes, uh, so I'll have to change my race name, apparently, so stay tuned for that. Okay, uh, here we go. Okay, go ahead. This was just a quick sketch, but... <laughs> I love it so much. Very, very nice. <laughs> you should have her tongue coming out. 
Uh, can I answer Joey Dahl's question before we log off? Oh, man. Joey Dahl asks, I want to know why he failed. You want to know why he failed. As Ozal begins to cast the spell, the necklace around the goblin, which looks like a mouth with a tongue sticking out of it, lights up, absorbing Ozal's spell into it, laughing, oh, wow. although no words come through. What a Anyways. Jerk. I've been your Dungeon Master. Master to the stars of Ox, Cody J. Hay. And I know too much about cones. <laughs> Actually, apparently you didn't know enough about cones because you got that all wrong. Shut up, Dean. Not really. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Anyways, good night. Bye, everyone. And good night, kids. Good evening. Catch you on the next episode.